The following podcast is presented by Secret Room Multimedia. Listening to Fairpoint, I'm Craig Lewis. And I'm Nathan Kay, reminding you that if you guys don't buy tickets to the next Purge movie, they will eventually stop making them. Oh, I thought you were going to say, if you don't buy tickets to the next Purge movie, they will actually purge you and your family. <laughs> Remind, just reminding you. <laughs> Please buy tickets. <laughs> Wait, no, no, opposite. As much yeah. as it pains me to say this, we have to. Why do you think the movies are doing so They're well? They're making a because... third one, don't, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, there's just so so much more to do well, with the concept. Well, maybe if they explain the concept a little better than, uh, well, you see, uh, crime was on the rise, and, and they made this drastic move, and it has suddenly vanished. Homelessness is down? Yeah, no shit. You killed them all. We've, have we talked before about, we you know maybe we haven't, but we're not going to do it today. We're not going to talk about the purge and the illogicalness you know, you know of it. Yeah. Fuck that. We'll do a I, whole episode on the purge. I would be down as much as I hate those movies. I would be totally down to do a movie. It's about just, the purge. so I'm not even going to, I just said that I would be totally down to do a movie about the purge. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not that guy. I would be down to do a episode about the purge. If I was given a budget for a feature length movie, I would not make the fucking purge for Oh no, no, no. You'd make the making of the purge. <laughs> no, but seriously though, um if you guys don't go check out Blurry Photos episode one hundred, we will purge you. We will purge on you. Um Wait, so if they don't go see the purge, they need to check out Blurry Photos one hundred. Either way, they need to check out Blurry Photos one hundred. Okay, um, good. It is excellent. Blurry Photos, if you're not familiar, I don't know, maybe this is your first episode of Fairpoint or podcasting in general. Ouch. They do this awesome fucking podcast about the unexplained, you know, cryptozoology, the paranormal, aliens, all that shit. Perhaps. And... Just mysteries. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really cool podcast itself, but for their 100th episode, it was something extremely special. They did a full-on radio drama. So cool, but it's still kind of hit all the notes that you would expect a blurry photos episode to hit so like you still get your and it it was great i loved it i was an absolute huge fan and spoiler alert we're fucking in it yeah we're in it who would have thought craig when we started listening to these guys a few years ago like would you have imagined i'm gonna be in their hundredth episode from the first episode i listened to of them that was my only preoccupied (laughs) thought i was like better be in their hundredth episode (laughs) Well, this is what I was thinking, because we had just started podcasting ourselves, or had just gotten back on the train, or was in that period where we were absent for like a year. You got me onto them, and I started listening, and, and that was my thought. I was, this is what I want to accomplish out of podcasting. I want to make their 100th episode. Really? No. Oh. I was like, that's <laughs> pretty be cool. damn prophetic of you, Craig. Holy shit. It came true, and so now I can retire. Goodbye, Fairpoint. I got oh, by I the way, for. this is my last episode of Fairpoint. 
Sorry, Nathan. Well, I guess we're uh, ending Listener Appreciation Month on a bang. Han shot first. <laughs> no, let me rephrase that. Han shot only. Yeah, go check it out, though. It's a really cool episode all about the Holy Grail. Craig and I play some time-traveling Nazis. I don't know what the hell they were thinking when, when they were like, you know what? They, they kind of do a really bad uh, sexual German character, just one. Oh, that's so, you, too. I can't so, do it. So both I'm, of us should do a I've German character. I've got a lot character. of German blood in me, and I can't do a German accent to save my life. But, same, same thing with Irish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad they didn't ask really us to ridiculous. do an Irish accent. Oh, God. An Irish character. I'd be Make like, sorry, fun. you're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> I'm from Ireland, but... No. No. But if you're not familiar, we're going to give you a little bit of an opportunity later to get a little taste of their style. And what happens when we come together? Because we actually guested on one of disgusting. their pod- <laughs> on one of their podcasts recently. Uh, they do a side podcast called Bullstone, which is uh, them and guests just having having fun without the burden of research and all that. And we did one about aliens, so we figured, what better time than now? Well, not now, but when the episode's done, you could say every single thing we're going to talk about is alien to Earth. Well, every single thing in our topic is alien to Earth because everything is Star Wars. It's not from Earth, so it's not on Earth. So they're all aliens. Thank you, Captain Obvious. (laughs) I've done my duty. (laughs) (laughs) Now to the next obvious point. Run, Forrest, run. (laughs) Got to get there fast. Before we go any further, want to give a huge thanks out to Matt. For requesting this episode, the seedy criminal underground of Star Wars. Thank you for getting specific. Yeah. Jeez, that's a hell of a fucking topic, too. Still not specific enough. (laughs) Nothing that we could possibly, you know, completely cover in one episode of Fairpoint. But we're going to do the topic justice, I think. We we picked four different bullet points we're going to hit. And hopefully that's good enough for you ungrateful bastards. So we're going to talk about the Black Sun. We're going to get into the huts. We're going to talk about spice. Girls. That's that's illicit. No, not the Spice Girls. But the Spice Channel? It, that's basically slang for illicit substances in yeah. Star Wars. That's, you know, the wacky tobacco in Star Wars. <laughs> that or death sticks. And we're going to wrap things up by uh, talking about a couple of the more famous bounty hunters. But we're also going to talk about all sorts of other stuff. You know, this, it's kind of going to bleed together, and there's, there's other points we're going to hit here, too. And well, yeah, there's no way we can't not talk about Vader or you know Luke. What, Craig, or... You know what, Craig? Just have fun. Just have fun with it, Oh, I Craig. plan just, to. Just have fun. I plan to. I got loose today. You know, I got fifth of vodka in me while I was working. No, I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. Because just in case my boss listens to me, I definitely was kidding. Everybody else, I'm totally not kidding. Fucking wasted. Wasted, bro. Yeah, I'm really not, though. Because <laughs> that's kind of irresponsible and a good way to get fired. <laughs> All right, so last week we took a look at the punchin' pastor. This week, let's talk about the punchin' pope. Whoa, pope's punching pastors? Punchin' Pope Francis. No, he's not punching the pastor. Although he probably, he should. He's got a killer right hook. He should. That, that fucking pastor I bet you if the pope it. punched the pastor, he would Badoosh! crumple him. Crumpled. Crumpled. 
And whenever you say crumpled, you have to like ball your fist, like boom. No, actually, Pope Francis, who's pretty fucking cool. He's, yeah, he's a pretty he's, chill guy. He's been my favorite pope so far. He was recently in a discussion about the Charlie Hebdo terrorist attacks, Aww. which we haven't talked about um, mainly because we try not to get too political purposefully. We'd rather the politics come up also, accidentally. Also, uh, yeah. Also, this is you know supposed to be a fun podcast, and it's very tragic what happened. Jay Sweet Charlie. Well, he was talking about that, and there was one point where he was saying that you can't react violently. You know, when people piss you off, but, but, and there is a, but a big, but quote unquote, but although we're good friends, if my good friend, Dr. Gaspari, who was standing there with him, he organizes the Pope's tours and he was on tour. I do a manager. If he, if he were, if he were to do something of this level and magnitude, (laughs) that's the Pope. (laughs) I fucking pop him one right in the kisser. Boom. Crumpled him. Did I get it close? No. Uh, <laughs> ah. if, if, my good, well, my, if my good friend Dr. Gaspari says a curse word against my mother, he can expect a punch. Oh, whoa, watch your mouth. That's my mother you're talking about. <laughs> Listen, doctor, I know you're a doctor, Mr. Gaspari. But that is my mother. She not only gave <laughs> birth to me, <laughs> but she fucking raised me. That's my blood. Punch. You could expect that coming to mail or coming in person. Punch. Oh, my God. Oh, so, yeah, I guess. Praise Jesus. Have a good day. That's the theme. That's the theme of 2015, I guess. Getting off to a good start. The 25th, for 2015, apparently we can expect a year of punching palpal authority figures. <laughs> Palpal, papal, papal, right? Who are Palpal. you, the punching police over punch here? Punching priests. Priest punchers. <laughs> All right, well, from religious authority figures in the news, back to this, this story of police in the news doing fucked up shit. Oh, boy. This one tried to kill, cook, and eat his ex-wife. Oh, so it wasn't like well, a random criminal? Excuse me. He didn't attempt to. He planned to. He didn't actually get to the attempting phase. <laughs> he was caught? He was caught, and this was a while ago. What kind of police officer are you that you can't even get away with it? (laughs) Jesus, Craig. That's what disgusts Craig about this story. These cops are clearly unqualified. (laughs) For real. That's why we need to change the hiring process. He's actually been in jail for a long time because of this. Not too long. He's only 30 years old, so I don't know how long he so was So where's in. the new part of news? Well, he just got out. Oh, did he? Oh, he's, is he going to finish his plan? Well, now <laughs> he's on dating sites. And oh. uh, everyone reporting this likes to point out that cooking is listed as one of his interests. Oh. And uh, yeah, not very funny. Not very funny. Most women love a man that cooks. But and, in this case, just saying, ladies, watch out. Yeah, sorry <laughs> to blow up your spot, bro, but his name's Gilberto Valet. Obviously, Val, he's not under Val. the same Tinder name. I don't know. His name, in, in the news article, there was a snapshot of his profile on some dating site, and his name was Amicable One 14. 
Oh, thank you for outing him. Amicable one, huh? I'm sure he's already changed that. You can try. Um, if you think, you know, maybe you can change, just, you could change this man, honey. You can make him the way you want him to be. Uh, be careful, he might try to eat you. <laughs> what the fuck? What I'm not saying fuck? he's going to. I'm not. I'm just saying there's, uh, there's, if there's even a fraction of a possibility that that could happen, I'll be like, bam, out of here. Maybe. So gone. Maybe we should have stricter like regulations for like making sure that people who are going to be police officers who are going to be given weapons to, you were gonna to say, enforce order and make sure other people do the right thing. Thought you were going to say to sign up sound. for dating sites. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have background checks, people. Background checks. Christian Mingle, I don't think so, buddy. You're not even of the faith. Badouge. <laughs> Well, Firefox has a new browser out. Oh, joy. Joy. Because I don't want it. I like, I like things to stay the same. I don't like when they update <laughs> you them. You don't like then... change? <laughs> I, no, well, no I do. you might like this. Use I'm, Firefox. I'm not try- yeah, I'm not trying to be all conservative about it. You know, I do like progress and, and progressive thinking and, and change, but it really pisses me off when they update programs because it seems like they get away- rid of all the useful, simple ways to do things. And, and add four toolbars. Unnecessarily complex, and they take shit out. And it's like, why did you take away? You're not supposed to take away when you make a new version. You're supposed well, to enhance. Um, you actually might enjoy this. By the way, I'm a, I'm a Chrome user myself, so I I, I do use do Firefox. Firefox. Uh, so you might enjoy this. They're adding one specific new feature called the forget button. Oh, God. Which will instantly clear your cache and... Uh, cache? I think it's cache. I don't care. Cache. 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 I say cache because if I say cache, they might think I'm talking about money. <laughs> Why would they add that button? I don't want to hit that button. The cache button? <laughs> It'll delete all your cash, uh, drain your funds, bring them right to Firefox's headquarters. Like, Careful. Watch out. I think it's a scam. <laughs> A little on the nose there. No, so well, it'll, can- it'll basically delete your browser history. So you're still confusing our Canadian listeners because they just hear they're putting in one of those forget buttons <laughs> and that'll take away all your cash, eh? <laughs> you went there. <laughs> but no, it'll delete your entire browser history and um, make it making it way easier to get rid of cookies. Want, and- I don't want a button that'll just delete my browser history. I like having things in my history so I can find them. Easier. If I don't want well, something in my history, I, guess, I just go to private browsing before I go there. I guess that means um, if you can't, if you're not allowed to watch porn or you might be able to get away with it. You know, you're on your work computer. No, on your work computer, employers will still be able to trace what you do. They have, they'll have outside. Yeah. They'll have outside. So like, basically, it's just saying, yeah, if, uh, if you're like looking up bad shit that you don't want other people to see, we'll make it way easier for you to delete it. It's not that difficult, though, to go into the fucking toolbar and find it. You're not the average middle American. You're not the toolbar, the whatever the fuck you call it, the drop down menus. You aren't the average middle American. But I, I think the average person is going to get pissed when they're on their trackpad on their laptop and their finger brushes over it and it's like, delete, and they go to hit no and it hits yes on their way to no and they're like, no, <laughs> no. no, I'll never find that page that I forgot what it was. Well, that's what favorites are for. Yeah, but sometimes, and you know what? It's easier for me too. I just hit F and then enter and it goes to Facebook because it, it, it knows that's where I'm going because my history. Not, not once would it think you're going to findingfowl.com. 
<laughs> the birds. Uh, no, I delete those. I go to private browsing before <laughs> private I go browser. to that site. <laughs> before you go looking up migrating patterns of, of North Canadian birds. <laughs> Somebody please tell me if that's a real website. <laughs> F- that's foul, F-O-W-L. All right, Craig, for my next two news stories, I'm taking you You're back gonna in time. You're going to pull a rabbit out of a hat. No, I'm oh. taking you back in time. We're going back to high school, man. Our high school, my high school, your high school, somebody else's high school, or just the year 1999? Yeah, we're actually not going back in time because we're going to nowadays high school. Oh, so you're taking me down. Probably probably get us arrested. You're you're giving me uh, a little tour of Nostalgia Road. A little bit. Well, (laughs) a little bit. For the the first story here, a 15-year-old girl at Halewood Academy in Liverpool. Halewood! (laughs) <laughs> Liverpool, England, or Liverpool, New York, or in England. I was re- kind of wishing Liverpool, New York, but I never heard seem of like Hillwood Academy. Yeah, uh, she was taken out of class and placed in isolation, which I don't think it's as scary as it sounds. I think it's just probably like in school suspension. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not like they threw her in an isolation tank, and turned off the lights, <laughs> the deprivation chamber. <laughs> She was placed in isolation as well as having her prefect badge taken away from her for dyeing her hair blue over Christmas vacation to be like Avril Lavigne. Oh, that's not allowed. That's yeah, only because she was trying to be like Avril Lavigne. They were like, you poser. Oh. You do it for yourself, you fucking oh, poser. Yeah. Actually, I'm kind of ag- I kind of agree with that right <laughs> no, now. No, that wasn't why. Um, I, if it was, I'd be like, good for you. You're taking a stance against Avril Lavigne. <laughs> She showed up. They were like, you go, girl. And she was like, yeah, like Avril Lavigne. And they were like, get in the fucking deprivation chamber. you like, new look looking good. Yeah. Avril Lavigne uh, does this to Ew. No. Um, apparently, she had shown the color to her head teacher beforehand who said it was okay. Like, the color she was going to dye her hair. And then she got in trouble anyway when she came back and they told her she had 24 hours to dye it a normal color. A natural color. She was like, fuck that. She was like, I can't. She even went back to her hairdresser and they're like, we can't dye your hair that soon afterwards. Like you have to give it at least like another week. And well, yeah, because you're talking about you, you could fucking destroy her hair. Yeah, they, they weren't compromising. And she was told that red hair and purple hair count as natural colors, but not blue. Ah, oh, you know what? What would they do with, if Marge Simpson was in that school? <laughs> Seriously, purple hair? Who has purple hair? Red, I'll even give you. But well, purple? why wouldn't you give red? Well, they don't mean like a redhead has like, you're, maybe you're colorblind, so you don't know the difference. But a redhead has like orange hair. Not a lot of people have like red hair like your like fucking red, red. 49ers had like there and shit. deep red. Yeah. But Ariel did, and she's a princess, so. So that's cool. But. Who had purple hair, though? That And like in people in Japan, I guess. <laughs> in, in Japanese cartoons. <laughs> But still, uh, is the is the purpose behind this like screw this school for being so like you can't do this, you can't do that? Yeah, how about t- teaching kids? You're not teaching them by throwing well, them in isolation and taking them out of their class. Tell you, it's an academy because of their color of their hair. S- still, it's, it's 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 also the year 2015. Right, but I mean the. You know, things got tradition and they have their rules and their fucking stupid ass rules. But purple. Hey, their their parents are paying a hefty sum for them uh, for them to go there and follow their stupid fucking rules. They could go to public purple? school. Yeah, why don't you just dye it purple instead of blue? Purple. Why is that cool? So does this mean that like you can't do two tone colors then at all? Because that's not natural. You know, you're not naturally the bottom half is purple and the top <laughs> half is blonde. You know what this reminds me of actually? When I was in high school once, my brother went to school with. 
you ever see when someone has short hair and they take like the tiny, tiny little rubber bands and they tie up a bunch of little things? Yeah, like the monkey knots. I think somebody Is that called what them. Called? I don't know. I don't know. That sounds exactly, vaguely racist. But... Um, no, that's just you turning it into a racist thing. I hope not because I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm not calling them that. I totally did not catch that as anything to do with just like African culture. I don't know. But my I brother did the actual that. animal, the monkey. It, to me, it looks like at least on my brother with his blue hair, which <laughs> I think he had blue hair then too. Well, it was the 90s. so <laughs> Yeah, it was probably 99 or it was 2000. It was one or the other. And he, he got kicked out. Of school for having his hair like that. He got kicked out for the day. Sent really? Home. So the next day, I went to school with my hair like that. I had short hair back then. And I went to school with my Making hair like that. Making a stance. I like that. Yeah. And at one point, the like the administrator who like handled attendance and shit, like if you were skipping, he's the guy who'd catch you. He pulled me out of class to talk to me about something unrelated to the hair. It was maybe I had skipped school or something. I don't know. But he pulled me out of class, and, and he looks at my hair, and he goes, you know... It'd be nice if someday you took a stand against something serious instead of some silly hairdo. And he flicked like one of them with his finger. No, don't like, touch me, bro. I'm like, I looked him dead in the eye and I was like, bow, crumpled him. <laughs> when, douche. when will you take my hair seriously? <laughs> no, I, I looked him dead in the eye and I was like, I could say the same thing to you. You kicked my brother out over a hairstyle. It'd be nice for you to take a stand against something like racism or something instead of... Yeah. And what did he say? He he was just like, well, anyway, about the... I don't remember. This was like 13 years ago. Oh, my God. Nathan was all like activist mode. Dude, that (laughs) shit. What a dumb thing to say. Like For real. You kicked someone out over a hairdo yesterday. Fucking prick. (laughs) Compromising ideology and creativity is not a silly thing to take a stance for. That's pretty damn serious. Well, speaking of high school administrators and officials taking stances, Craig, this may be... I'm not afraid anymore! (laughs) This may be the first time and maybe only time that I've ever brought sports news to the podcast. Oh, wait, no, that's not fair, because I could always have sports news, and I just don't, because I'm being respectful of you. Well, yeah, because... And most of our listeners, probably. Yeah, your news would just alienate everyone that doesn't. You'd be like, but you're talking about sports this news, many so passes, so-and-so did yeah. this. I'm like, okay, Craig, again, every week, we're Big doing this. Big trade in Denver. <laughs> the scene, Arroyo Valley High in California. Coach Michael Anderson was suspended. For winning a game against Bloomington High, 162 points to two. Oh, you're not supposed to run up the score. I mean, that makes yeah. that kind of makes you a dick in <laughs> that level of playing, but but that's not really. <laughs> but those kids are good. It was the Arroyo Valley High girls basketball team. Oh, basketball. I thought this was football. I was like, wow. No, 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 basketball. 100, 100 to 2. And I was like. Did I not say that? Yeah, basketball. You didn't specify. If any sport's going to catch my attention, it'd probably be basketball. Well, it's the fastest paced one. Apparently, this team was winning 104 to 1 at halftime. Oh, that's what's really sad is the only points the other team scored were two free throws. At separate times of the game. Like, foul shots are the only way to get one point in basketball, right? So I just said, free throws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that means they missed 
<laughs> they missed a few too. Well, because yeah, because they got two at two separate points in the game, and you don't just right. get one foul. Well, shot. some so well when you only get one foul shot is when you had already made the basket when you were fouled. Fouled, which they obviously didn't obviously do. didn't. <laughs> so what happens is you get two shots if you get fouled, and uh, yeah, they they only made one of them two separate times. Yeah, dude. Apparently that it's other just team sad. just sucks. Yeah, that's <laughs> no you can't offense. blame a coach for running up the score. When another team can't even get an actual field goal. Apparently, they were running a full court press as well. So they were being yeah, that's kind of a little dickish. ruthless. But, but come on, that team sucks. But you can run the full court press all you want. If you're, like, if you're doing it in the fourth <laughs> quarter, the end of the game, you're still doing it and you're up 80 points. Yeah, you're kind of a dick. 80? Dude, at the, oh, at the fourth quarter? Yeah. No, at the end of the game? No. Well, towards no in the fourth quarter, towards the end of the game, eighty points, dude. They won one hundred and sixty-two points to two points. I thought it was one hundred and six points to two points. No, one hundred and sixty-two. Oh, oh dear. They won by sixty <laughs> fucking points. They won by one hundred and sixty points. I, I just said sixty. Yeah, one hundred and sixty oh. points. Boy, double what I said. God damn. You shouldn't suspend this guy. You should give him a medal <laughs> for for achieving that. Seriously, no. And this isn't. It is more. It doesn't matter how much this one team sucks. You can play against kindergartners. If your team <laughs> has the time, the amount of time to score that many points, bravo! You're doing something right, sir. <laughs> that, you know what, Coach? What is his name? Coach McGurk? It's not Coach McGurk. That's home movies. No, Anderson. Coach Anderson. Coach you have fair points support. Anderson, or at least Craig Lewis's he f- support. I figured it out. He found a glitch in the matrix. Oh, they so said he's how he suspended. He wasn't time. suspended. He was reprogrammed. He, he was, was just rebooted. Yeah. <laughs> defragmented. And Well, all that Matrix talk just reminded me of the future. And guess what, Nathan? <laughs> just reminded me of the future. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> I know. That's kind of a conundrum in itself. <laughs> the future is now. Oh, shit. Not anymore. That's in the past. You said that in the past. Okay, but we have achieved the pinnacle of human excellence. We are not selling robots on Amazon. Or just one robot. Ro- a, a full 13-foot-tall robot. An Amazon robot? An Amazonian no, warrior? No, on Amazon.com. Cyborg? An Amazonian cyborg? It's a Japanese robot. Tall? It's a Japanese robot. But Amazon.com is selling it. Well, what does it do? Because you could buy, <laughs> you could buy Rob the Robot in the 80s. Um, just like in the game Titanfall, you can get inside it and ride around. Oh, so like a mecha skeleton. And it was yeah, and it was originally an skeleton. I mean, made uh, for war because it was called like you could. The person that originally programmed it said the word "smile" and it shot like guns. Word. So if we start a Kickstarter to buy one of these for the podcast, will you guys donate? Please, <laughs> I want one. It's for the. You know how many YouTube videos we'll be making. For real, like part 99, still assembling the base. <laughs> because, oh, yeah, that was. <laughs> this, this box is huge. This is, that's one of the small things. If you're thinking about buying it, it's, it's basically a starter kit that doesn't feature the arms. Arms don't come with it. And you have to assemble it yourself. No arms. But yeah, because the well, arms were guns. Lame. You'd be like, oh, fucking. I think the arms were around guns. just like yeah. reaching. Basically, it's just a giant car for a million dollars. Arms guns. <laughs> God damn it, Obama! Why can't I have arms on my fucking? 
Well, then replace them with regular robot arms. Where are its arms? How can it get me the paper if it doesn't have any arms? It's just going to step on it. Well, yeah, you could ride around in this little guy, and the inside is cool. 13 foot tall, weighs about 5,000 pounds. It's a big robot. Wow. Big robot. And yeah, um, to my girlfriend, if you're listening, birthday present. You've been wondering what's on my list. I want a robot. If I may, sir, offer just a bit of advice. Never trust a robot with no arms. Can it, Rust Bucket? (laughs) So, Craig. Yes? Picture this, if you will. It's late at night. Two old army buddies, Robert Story and Steven Robertson, are walking home from a costume party. Wait, Robert, Steven, and Steven Robertson? Robert Stevenson and (laughs) Steven Robertson? (laughs) You made this new story up. (laughs) I'm catching on to your ruse. No, Robert Story okay. and Steven Robertson. Still, isn't it a little odd that that two best friend army pals, one's first name's Robert, the other's last name is Robertson? Do you think they ever have conversations where they're like... I'm not saying it is the Illuminati, but... <laughs> do you think Steven you ever... do the math. <laughs> do you think Steven ever looked to Robert and go, what if you had my last name? The music just swells as they're staring into each other's eyes. You know we can get gay married now. And then Robert Story goes, that'd be weird. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Totally weird. I mean, I did you just say we can get gay married now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was saying, like, if you know, if, if it would be funny if we did. <laughs> you know, because my last name's Robertson. <laughs> God damn it, Steven. No, these guys. <laughs> I just made a better news story. They can still be those guys. That's the conversation they're having as well, they're walking home half drunk from this. Yeah, well, Halloween they got hungry, right? This I would get hungry party. walking home drunk. So, this was a costume party, as I mentioned. And there were the village people, two of them. No, yeah, the, their other friends bailed out. <laughs> Last minute. They're like, we're going to look stupid they now. Show, their other friends showed up as the three musketeers. They were like, <laughs> I thought you were, but no, we were. Well, you, I could have been Dantanian or so. I, <laughs> oh, nuts. Well, no, they were they were walking home having this conversation about how weird it would be if they shared the last name, <laughs> yeah, Robertson, but yep, or how not weird it would be. And they were dressed as Robin and the Joker. Oh, friends of the podcast, not friends of the podcast. <laughs> well, one was Robin. Was Robin, I'd consider Robin a friend of the podcast. I'd consider Joker an enemy, but of everyone, yeah. <laughs> Even himself. He's That's got, some, he's got some self-destructive habits. That's just to be safe, This too. is an intervention, Joker. <laughs> now, that would be a comic I want to read, the Joker's intervention. What? Come on, Harley. You two. So they were dressed as Robin and the Joker walking home, and they noticed this apartment building caught fire up top. And the fire was rapidly spreading, really quickly. So these being old army guys... Not old. They're, I think they're around like 30 or so. Okay. But they went into, went into fucking... Save mode. Army save mode. mode. And ran into the building. 
started just pounding on every door, yelling like fire, like you gotta, you gotta leave. And, and then got confused when there was nobody to shoot. <laughs> People would. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they knew. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. That seemed very anti-military because I'm not, I'm very, I support our troops. I love you guys. <laughs> but I was just making a quick joke there. <laughs> awesome though they they went in and saved as they were and you know a few people like they were saying one guy actually slammed the door in their face because he's just like robbing the joker pounding on my door it's obviously halloween or and they were like halloween. we they kept pounding on his door and they're like we are not kidding <laughs> there's a fucking fire don't you feel it and can you feel it <laughs> they cleared out like a lot of the apartment building before any of the cops Bravo to or, these guys. or firefighters got there and they left they didn't stick around. They were like, well, we got to get home. <laughs> Still um, got to get home. Those Hot Pockets yes. are calling my name. <laughs> Basically, they... Still still hungry. After they saved some people from the fire in costume, suddenly they just... Disappeared. Felt, they just felt something that they, that they hadn't felt in years. And... and they continued the conversation that they were having. And I need you more than ever. And he, I was going for Watchmen, though, you know, and Watchmen. What happens in Watchmen? Um, when in Watchmen. Hallelujah is playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. It would be better if they played. <laughs> and then immediately it stops and it's like, never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. And he's like, sorry, my iPod's on shuffle. Just give me one second. <laughs> and it's like. He's like, you ruined it. You just rickrolled me. So to everyone that didn't listen to the Watchmen episode and didn't see the movie has no idea what we're talking about. But Oh, well. You're lost. Uh, yeah, so Joker and Robin working together to save people from a fire. I think the only thing that would have made this cooler was if Joker was Batman. There's, you know, Batman and Robin going and they end up saving people. Like, wow, it's, it's real. <laughs> Shit is real now. Robin went home and, he, and he's, he's like, oh, hey, hey, Bruce. <laughs> Don't you hate Bruce me? <laughs> and he's like, what? My name is Robert. <laughs> And he's like, what? And he's, what do you? He's like, I saw on the news. He's like, you think that's cute? And he's like, no, I saw that too. Those were just two guys in costume. And he's like, yeah, sure, sure. Paling like, around my arch nemesis. A good cover for the news, sure. He's tried to kill you. He's killed one of the other Robins. How dare you? You're mocking the Wayne name. You're grounded. I'm fucking 19. <laughs> I don't know. This is like Tim Drake or something. I don't know. Could have been Dick Grayson. Yeah, it could have been Dick at one point. You don't know Dick. But yeah, these back to topic. The, the, these guys left the scene, didn't even stick around, you know, just got everybody out, did what they had to do. It's because they know what, it, what and, a hero is. And, left, and the news ended up tracking them down. I think they found them through their Facebook pictures or something. I don't know. Only a hero could save him. Not go to stand here away. Before he ran in, he's like, wait. I've been waiting for this opportunity. <laughs> Put, popped his earbuds in. And you're the hero of the day. Hero playlist. <laughs> I need a hero. Hooking up on a hero to the morning light. <laughs> you got any more heroes? <laughs> I can be your hero, baby. And he's like, you know what? In hindsight, this one's not that great for like high, <laughs> high action, like adrenaline pumping, saving people. He's like, oh no, I got the fix. He's like, you want in on this? He took one of the earbuds and popped it in. And they just start bobbing Steven's their heads. Ear, and they're like, rising up. 
They're running Back on the street, running down the hall, trying to knock on doors, but they're like <laughs> all awkward because they're trying to stay like, close. No, 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 this so one. They don't. This one to the left, to the left. So they don't jerk the earbuds out. I swear to God, if you ruin Survivor for me, bro. Alright, so the topic of the day, as requested by Matt. Just how does Leia get her buns to stay up there in those nice little rolls? That was his first request, but then he sent us another one back. Yeah, we just, uh, we couldn't base a whole topic on one question. Well, no, he actually, he sent the original message, and he's like, how does Leia get her hair to stay up like that? And then he sent us another message, like... An hour later, and he was like, never mind, got it. (laughs) (laughs) Good, it only took you an hour. (laughs) So today's topic is the criminal underworld of the Star Wars galaxy. The dark, the nefarious, the not as evil as the dark side, but... No, no, not the the really dark, just the 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 gray, I guess, the gray area. Yeah, it's a little Some more them, it's a little darker than gray. Yeah, it is. It's maybe <laughs> it's more of a burgundy. But yeah, the there's a whole well of information on this and they've delved I mean, so far deep into it in the outside canon. And even what do we uh, what do we cover? There's there's like Jabba's palace. There's Han Solo and Lando. Yeah, because he they were spice smugglers. There's they're, gambling. There's slavery. I mean, there's there's got to be a criminal element, and it was massive. So yeah, there's there's no way we can cover everything, and I'm I'm sure this will be wrought with inaccuracies. So feel free to pen some angry letters to us at fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com to let us know about how much we fucked up or, just, or what we missed yeah. because we're going to miss a bunch of shit and we're going to talk about a lot of other shit too. So leave it on Facebook. If you're checking this out on YouTube, leave it in the comments, you know, whatever, let us know because we're fucking, I idiots. was about to say like point to the comments section below, but this isn't a video podcast, so there's no pointing. Nope. You can add me pointing when you put this on YouTube. So the first thing I figured we'd look at as an introduction is the black sun. A lot of people might be saying to themselves. You mean like an eclipse? And a lot of other people might be saying to themselves. What's the black sun? (laughs) (laughs) The Black Sun is basically the largest criminal organization in the galaxy, which for those of you that aren't in the know, the Star Wars universe collectively is generally referred to as the galaxy. There's more than just the galaxy, but that galaxy is what that's what's been founded, what's been charted and what is an active in part that of galaxy society. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the uh, the Black Suns, they were one of the biggest because they actually lasted and they spanned huge amount of time, you know, from 3,000 years before the Battle of Yavin or BBY for all you Star Wars nerds. That's how time is generally measured by Star Wars fans. Before the Battle of Yavin and after the Battle of Yavin, the Battle of Yavin is in the first Star Wars movie, Episode 4, when they blow up the Death Star. That's the Battle of Yavin. So yeah, just think if you hear three thousand years BBY, that means three thousand years before the first Star Wars. Was a movie. Long fucking time ago. Think of like what if it was like two thousand BC for for us? You know, like three thousand years BC, they were 
They were fighting in space? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, space travel has been around for a very, very long time in the Star Wars galaxy. Well, I'd hope so. Other than it wouldn't just be it wouldn't be Star Wars, it'd be Planet War. Just one war. <laughs> so the Black Sun uh is this big criminal organization. They originated on Coruscant. Um Coruscant? Coruscant, sorry, I always call it Coruscant. Um I, I, I think the sea's silent. I read it more than I hear it in the Do you also movies. say uh skeptile? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, okay. Well just think of it like that then. I guess we should I don't know if we're going to have to keep stopping to clarify terms. We're going to assume that you guys have a passing familiarity with Star Wars. But we're also, we're also going to assume that you're not. That maybe We're, we're going to try to just assume you've seen the movies and that's it. So if, if something isn't completely explained in a movie, we'll try to take an aside and let you know what we're talking about. Coruscant's totally in the movies. It's yep. the, the city planet that's sort of the hub of political activity almost like the capital of the galaxy Yeah, that's where the galactic senate is right mm-hmm. yes so this this crime organization pretty much dealt in everything anything illegal they they wanted in yeah they a uh, nickel bag gets sold in the park the black sun they got a cut <laughs> they got a cut you got some death sticks going anywhere oh better make sure you pay us too they they didn't do any legal trading or businesses they're just like you know what? That's not risky enough. They did. They had some legal operations too, as fronts, right? And like, the, oh yeah, we have a we we run a the the trash, the waste management. Well, wink, I know. Wink. I know there was a transport system owned by Prince Shizor, who we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, that's in a right. And yeah, it was. And uh, they did. A he little owned work for like the Imperial he forces. owned a bunch of casinos and restaurants as well. And I don't know. Maybe he just personally owned those. But illegal gambling. <laughs> Only illegal gambling allowed in our casinos. <laughs> <laughs> if we catch you, if we catch you doing anything legal, <laughs> yeah, we're going to cut your hands God. off. This one guy gets caught cheating at blackjack and he's like, I was just, I thought I was supposed to. <laughs> you were really unclear. <laughs> <laughs> but I won. Not anymore. You didn't. <laughs> I thought you meant illegal as in by the rules of the game. So let's delve into their beginnings a little bit. Uh, we got to take you way back, back towards the end of the Great Galactic War. Around 3653 BBY, the galactic city itself. 3653? So like 3,000 some odd years? Yes. Okay. 3,600 years and some change before Yevon. Now what long, was the long great, time ago. Do you know anything about the Great Galactic War? It was a huge fight. It was a, it was oh, a, okay. Thanks. It a, it's not important as well. <laughs> Craig Lewis on <laughs> the Great Galactic War. It was pretty great. <laughs> I'd have to say it was pretty great. Okay, so right at the end of that war, the great one. <laughs> the Galactic that, City. That also happened to be galactic. Yes. The Galactic City itself just like basically went into turmoil, panic, chaos. Riots started and, cra- and crazy shit like that. While the cops, Coruscant... Cops were just eating their wives in the street. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the cops were getting bad. And they were stretched thin as it is. Coruscant security forces, they couldn't handle it. And, you know, a bunch of gangsters just, like, got all together. Like, you know what? We can take control. This is our power move. Let's do this. You know, so they all split up and uh, started seizing control of all all the different parts of the city and eventually spanned out. And now, thanks to a man named Skadge, 
who was the primary founder of the Black that Suns. That name just sounds like he's untrustworthy. Anyone created by George Lucas, I'm going to judge by what they're named. I'm sorry. I don't want to be prejudiced. <laughs> Fair enough. If, if you were created by George Lucas and you come up to me and your name's Sly Snoodles, I don't trust you. <laughs> oh, your name is Skadge. <laughs> the man's name makes it sound like he hasn't bathed it in years. Yeah. I'm not touching you if your name's Skadge. My friend's nickname is Sludge. <laughs> Sludge comes out and we're like, oh. Can't imagine what Sludge is like. And then Sludge comes out and he's like, hey, y'all, finally got my hair up and then little buns, just like the princess. And we're like, oh, Sludge is actually very well groomed. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done judging people by their names. <laughs> Name's still Skadge. <laughs> well, shortly after the Cold War itself, uh, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis, that whole yeah. thing. Uh, <laughs> I think it was a different Cold War. It was just it was it was like the Battle of Hoth, but the, <laughs> the Galactic Cold War. Yeah, a war fought solely on Hoth. <laughs> it wasn't galactic. It was it was just planetary. So, do you think that there is an alternate Star Wars universe where Doctor Manhattan was created and and like Nix, and Nixon the, became uh, Black Sun. and Nixon became. Emperor. Emperor Palpatine. Nixon became Emperor and Sith Lord. And he was like, I always wanted to do that. Now, what would an introduction of a Dr. Manhattan be like in the Star Wars universe? Apologies to everybody who doesn't know Watchmen and didn't listen. An introduction to, to Dr. Manhattan? If, in, if Dr. Manhattan was introduced into the... Star Wars universe. The oh, same they'd be way like Watchmen explores what would happen if a character like Doctor Manhattan was introduced into our universe. What kind of effects would that have? Doctor Manhattan, for the benefit of the listener, is he can control like everything on like a molecular level, so he can just do anything he wants. Pretty um, much. I feel like there never would have been the Clone Wars or anything like that. He he probably would have he, he probably would have stopped the whole overthrow and the Sith uprising. So do you think he would have worked for the Republic or the the Empire? No, I think uh he obviously would would have worked for the Republic in the beginning and you know they wanted didn't want the Empire to rise up like that. So he would have worked for them and made sure it didn't happen. And... But what if he came about around the time of Luke? Would he work for oh, the Empire? If he came around then just yeah, blowing he, rebels up. He wouldn't. Yeah, he'd be working for the Empire. They they would have like lied to him and made him think that you know they were the good guys. Which, uh, if you watch enough cracked videos, you might now think that the rebels were the bad guys. Well, dude, the Empire. You know what I just realized? The Empire fucking outlawed slavery. They also had great they, benefits in four hundred one k. Do they talk about that in the cracked video? I don't know if I've seen that one, but I think so. Because. I never thought about that, but I mean, they will talk about the huts in a minute, but they don't, they kind of let the huts still keep their slaves because they don't, it's better to just kind of let the huts do that. Do their thing. Yeah. Um, but the huts are like Jabba Walker, no slave give backsies. <laughs> <laughs> no Indian giving slaves. And they're like, Jabba, that's racist. And he's like, really? I have, sl- I have slate. Really? I have slaves that are exclusively Twi'lek. Really? The, but the, the Indian giving thing was the racist thing. Okay. And then out of nowhere, Zap Brannigan comes in and he's just like, like he said, no gives backsies. But I don't know. I still can't get with the idea that the Empire is the good guys because I've seen... What they've done? What they've done and how they run How they harness and, the dark side? Yeah, they work with the Sith. They literally... They blow up planets. Literally, the people in charge 
have something called the dark side in them. That's not supposed to be good. <laughs> it's supposed to be pretty cut and dry. Not necessarily, though. In Eastern philosophy, like if you looked into stuff like Taoism, for example, the dark side wouldn't really be viewed as like evil and everything. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, they, but if in their philosophy, like if you were to harness like the dark side or the light side of the Tao or the universe, if right? You, will, you have to have balance. It would be. More like, you know, nighttime and daytime. Nighttime isn't evil. There are qualities that are associated with nighttime Speak and the moon. Speak for yourself. <laughs> and there are qualities that are associated with daytime and the sun. But, and... but, let me remind you of the creator. Yin and yang. No, the, the creator of Star Wars, not the creator of Taoism. <laughs> let me remind you of the creator, Nathan. <laughs> Bow! Crumpled him! When are you going to take when are you going to take Star Wars seriously? <laughs> no. George Lucas, uh, Western mind, he probably didn't had none okay. of that. Are you serious? No, 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 no. Star Wars is totally based on mythology and religion from all over the world. Like, from the Force and all that shit is very heavily, like... Christian. Eastern. No. <laughs> that was a joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, when Jesus came back with lightsabers and... Yeah, he's like, Luke, put down the visor. Now place your faith in Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's like, well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how to do that, Ben. <laughs> Just give yourself over to him, Luke. He's hanging upside down in the cave on Hoth, and he's like, hand your soul to Jesus Christ, Luke. And so he's he starts like, praying to Jesus. He's like, Ben, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus will not have me. I keep going back to drinking, and <laughs> it's just not doing it for me. But I've been experimenting with some Eastern mysticism. He's like, that's heretic, Luke. (laughs) That's the devil, Luke. That's the dark side, Luke. (laughs) That's the dark side, Luke. He's like, I don't know. Meditation's really helping me. And I just just kind of respect all religions. And I'd like you to just stop harping on me. Especially since you're dead. And it spooks me out. That's right, Luke. If you disobey me, I will continue to haunt you and you're pooping. He's like, I'm a force ghost. Turns out the Jedi were right. <laughs> I just wanted to troll you. I have knowledge. <laughs> so, so back to the Black Sun. Who? I'm sorry. The Black Sun. Crime Syndicate. Okay, so throughout the years, the Black Sun basically got a stranglehold on the, on the whole crime game. They are like one of the top ones, right? They were the most famous, impressive. Yes. Blah, blah. Like we, we established. Like we have already established. <laughs> so they stretched all their ranks across the whole galaxy. They weren't just in Coruscant anymore. And uh, around 33 years before the Battle of Yevon, while under control of Alexei Garin, uh, Darth Sidious gave Darth Maul orders to kill him, the, the leader. Orders to kill who? The leader of the Black Sun, Alexei Garin. Okay. And uh, there's actually a cool little quote, you know, a little back and forth dialogue between Maul and Sidious, because I never thought Maul talked. I thought he just always went, Urgh. He talks a few times in the movie. <laughs> Hearn. no when he was told to murder alexi he asked do you wish that the black sun is destroyed utterly to which darth sidious replied no one day it might prove useful to me but for now it must be thrown into chaos how come darth sidious and darth palpatine are like the same thing (laughs) 
<laughs> oh yeah, George Lucas. Never mind. Anyway. Oh yeah, Sith Lords. You know, I'm kind of pissed though. I'm finding out now that, uh, sorry, quick aside, but that George Lucas really doesn't have much of anything to do with the story of Episode Seven. Originally, he was still creative consultant. Really? And I guess Disney just didn't want to use any of the ideas he gave them. Well, to be fair, maybe his ideas sucked. But well, yeah, he was gonna bring Jar Jar Binks back. <laughs> he's like, so Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord, and they're like, next. And he's like, so Jar Jar Binks is the Imperial Senator, next. So Jar Jar, next. So C three PO gets amnesia again, and then that's pretty much it. Next. <laughs> So then it turns out the Wookiees on Kashyyyk are descendants of giant baboons. Next. Ewoks. Next. <laughs> no, they're like, they're like. Go on. Yeah. And he's like, the Ewoks. And they're like, okay, we got it. Creative consultant pal. Pat him on the back. They're like, Ewoks. Just make sure there's a fucking Ewok in this goddamn movie so that <laughs> we can tell this dude. He's <laughs> there's just one in the background walking around. <laughs> like somehow it made it to, uh, to what, like Dan Tuin or something. Ewok to remember. <laughs> I just have, I have nothing. That. All that's coming to mind is a shitty Mandy Moore movie with Ewoks. <laughs> so during the time of the OT, that's the original trilogy for you noobs out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Black Sun was run by Prince Shizor. That's spelled X-I-Z-O-R. Um, if you grew up in the 90s, you probably... Such a majestic name. You might have seen him if you read comics and shit like that. He was very heavily marketed. I think if you read Star Wars comics. Not no. Not just comics. No. I was... I'm. Oh, like ads? I was very comics? familiar. During the 90s, they decided to do this thing called Shadows of the Empire. Does it ring a bell? Like, do you remember seeing Shadows of the Empire? I know shit? of the 64 game. Okay, that was part of it. It was basically this big multimedia project to utilize all the marketing um, potential of a major motion picture release without actually making a movie. Huh. So that movie that didn't get made was called Shadows of the Empire, and it took place between Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back, and Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, while Han Solo's frozen in carbonite. Go on. <laughs> and it tells this side story dealing with the Black Sun, mainly with Prince Shizor, uh, Darth Vader, Luke, um, the bounty hunter Dash Rendar, who is the star of the N64 game. Dash, good man. It was told there was a novel. The novel was the main thing that you would get the main storyline of the heroes from, of Luke, Leia, um, Lando, Chewie, R2, C-3PO, and some Dash Rendar as he comes in contact with them our heroes then there was a comic series that dealt with the bounty hunters like boba fett and all of them then there was the video game which dealt with dash rendar and sometimes would intersect with the other ones same thing with the comic would intersect with the. i novel think it's funny shit. that we're talking about this right now when uh the last couple weeks angry video game nerd has been doing mike and james monday's shadow of the empire Total, total sheer coincidence, right? Coincidence. Because Shadows of the Empire, I knew, was something we were going to have to talk about in this episode. I knew it. Yeah. The second he requested it. It's a big thing. And that's what the title refers to. The Shadows of the Empire. The shady dealings. That the, the Empire, which you may be thinking of them as just like the bad guys. Remember, the Empire isn't just the bad guys. The, the, they're the prevailing governmental yeah, they're, force of the they're world. They're the government. <laughs> yeah, of almost the entire galaxy. And... 
that so the fact that they have dealings with the Black Sun, the biggest criminal organization, is a thing. Even though I feel like no one would doubt it, even in universe, because they're the bad guys. Yeah, they're run by the Sith and everything. Like seriously, come on, they just get jobs done. They don't care how it's done. So the story focuses around a rivalry, actually, between this Prince Shizor and Darth Vader. Shizor, I want to. I just oh Shizor, oh Shizor, please. Prince Caesar, who was a Falene prince, basically this reptilian uh, humanoid with like a bald head except for these two ponytails on the back of his head. And he, he wore like black robes. He was a skilled martial artist and expert, like very cold and calculating and emotionless. Do you and... think they have the same martial arts in the Star Wars galaxy, the same names for martial arts? No, they have different martial arts. Oh, okay. It's been done, Craig. <laughs> Stop pontificating about things that are already done that you have not read. And his people also have this ability to secrete, like, strong pheromones that can woo people over and, and almost, you know, like, so basically hypnotize people. Uh, the opposite of what Zoidberg does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Everything I excrete makes people run away. I, don't, I can't do Zoidberg, so I shouldn't He's vomiting. Hooray! So Prince Shizor is considered to be the third most powerful person in the galaxy behind Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader. And as such, him and Darth Vader don't get along that well because the Emperor has... The Emperor, I think, kind of knows and is kind of, you know, being an instigator a little bit. But behind the scenes, they're each trying to sabotage each other while appearing to be cordial and respectful for Uh, the sake of professional relationships. Of course, of course, professional business relationships, but... uh... Uh, this this kind of stems on Shizor's part from the fact that Darth Vader killed his family, completely annihilated his family, and he wants revenge. But he, after it happened, completely wiped any traces of any information that his family was killed oh, in yeah, that Oh, yeah, so he wouldn't be connected to him killing uh, any reasons behind his vengeance. Yeah, no one would suspect that he had anything against Darth Vader because there was no reason for him to. And he, this whole alliance with the Emperor really kind of psychologically boils down to him wanting to get back at Vader. Yeah, getting close to Vader. Now, when he finds out Luke Skywalker is Vader's son, that's when things get interesting. Because he realizes Vader's, Vader must be kind of keeping this kid alive. So he, he's going to kill the kid to get to Vader. Secret child, huh? Let me get some photos and send that right on over to TMZ. They'll have a field day with us. Darth Vader. The man that's second in charge of the Empire with a son that no one knows about. TMZ's and the <laughs> yeah. entire planet they do their research or their broadcasting on is just obliterated. <laughs> just, it just stopped right there. Now, I've got to say, I tried to read the book, Emperor, uh, Shadows of the Empire. Couldn't get through it? Not a big fan. Did it's, you play the game? It's, no, I didn't play the game. Did you? No. Oh. I didn't have a 64. It's very... So much of what happens is just boring and pointless. And oh, whoa, hold on. Sorry, Star Wars nerd fans. It's I this, apologize for my partner. It's this whole story of them trying to rescue. Like our hero's goals is to rescue Han Solo, which we know they won't do until Return of the Jedi. Right? They, they won't achieve at all in this book. So we know that that you know just kind of leads into the main plot. But unlike a good Simpsons episode. They don't just lead into the main plot. They sh- the, the whole book, like the dramatic tension is, will they rescue Han Solo? And it's like, no, 
You're like they won't. Well, they will, but not now. Oh, and do I think Prince Shizor is going to win against Darth Vader? Probably not, because no. Darth Vader's in Return of the Jedi, because, and and Prince, and Prince Shizor, Shizor is not. Isn't. <laughs> He's, he did not overthrow the Empire. And honestly, Prince Shizor, I don't like him as a character. He's very bland and uninspired. Nothing about him is original or cool. He's just your stock, cold, calculating martial arts. He has has no like morality and all this, and like he's a vicious, ruthless businessman. And like it's so bland. So and basically, uninspired. he's like a villain from an NES game. He has the depth of one, but the the. <laughs> The benefit of the NES games is that you were allowed to put your own personalities. You were allowed to use your imagination. You know how much of a personality not Mario... Into, uh, not into the villain. You know how much of a personality Mario and Bowser had before I ever saw them on N64 talking and shit? Oh, true. It's just... In my brain, you, you know? You did it. You gave him one. Or you just watched the Super Mario Super Show or... No, but reading Prince Shizor and being told every detail of his every thought and everything, and he, I don't like it. And you know what? I could go for some flies right about now. I don't want to insult the author, but I feel like I don't. It's like the way he writes women and like the way he writes Princess Leia. Princess Leia has three points in this story. She has three like purposes in this story. Purpose one, to be obsessed with and find Han Solo to, for it to be the only thing that she cares about. Completely overriding every second of her narrative because she loves him. Right. Purpose two. And he just said, I know. Purpose two to be an object of lust for Prince Shizor, who wants to use his pheromones to sleep with her because he sleeps with women and then leaves them and, and does all. It's oh, like, that is pretty it's like stock this whole character. Stupid, like, yeah, like almost power fantasy character that's just so. Ugh. And, and the way they treat, like, I know, like, I get why it holds up in the story that he kind of does woo Leia over. He's able to woo pretty much anyone over, even male or female, because of his... Pheromones. His, yeah, his special powers. But, like, somebody wrote that, though. The thing is, somebody wrote that. It didn't just happen. Someone wrote Leia's role in this story is going to be obsessed with finding Han Solo because she loves him. At all expenses, she has to find him. The rebellion be damned. Be an object of lust for the main villain. And C, to be captured by the main villain and rescued by the main hero. Like, come on, bro. Which, hold on. That's her purpose there, and the rebellion be damned, because that's totally Princess Leia's character. No, she doesn't say that. It is for the rebellion and everything, but it's just written from, like, I'm going to write a woman character now. And I what wa- do women want? And it was the 90s. Men, they want to be rescued. It was the 90s, too, and it's like, this has to be gritty and real, so we're going to have it be about the, the criminal underworld, and the bad guy wants to have sex with Leia, and there's going to be like all these like sexual innuendos. lawsuits. Yeah, total sexual <laughs> harassment all over the book, and like it's just like, uh, it, it was like, so many times I would read things that were cringeworthy, that were like, dude, have you ever like been on a date? Or something? I mean, I, no, I could set you, you up ask? on a date. Like, come on, dude. This is hold on awkward to read. This is not fair to most Star Wars fans. But you said, have you ever been on a date and you're talking to this Star Wars fan that wrote fan fiction in the 90s? Dude, look, it was not fan fiction. It's official. It's official. So, but it had obviously an entire marketing campaign behind it. Is not everything like that considered fan fiction for the, if the people aren't George Lucas? Now it is, according to Disney. And no, I'm not like, look, there's nothing wrong with like, dude, 
I have social anxiety like a motherfucker sometimes. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not mocking any, like, people for anything like that. But it just kind of comes across as this, like, Rob Liefeld, like, 90s, like, Sexist. this is how this is how women are, and this is how... Like, women be like. And, and men, and this is the kind of men that they like, and then they get this. Men with and, like, giant crotches. It was just this kind of, like, oh, uh, this is painful to read, man. Like, can I just read a Star Wars story, please? <laughs> no, this is Rob Liefeld's Star Wars. Like I know people, there there probably is. Frank no, Miller was the writer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's yeah. like it's like Frank Miller almost. It wasn't like Frank Miller. There'd be a lot more <laughs> fucked up right. shit. Right. It, it just. But it'd be nothing yeah. but like Leo would be like, I'm just gonna have sex with everybody. Yeah. No. <laughs> there was no prostitutes. There was no like none of the, none of that shit. But nobody getting their uh, crotch punched to oblivion. Frank Miller extreme. So that's, needless to say, not a complete history of the Black Sun. I'm sure you could read for days and days. But a moderate history. Now you know what they are. Semi-moderate. Like, we did our job. Now you know what they are. Maybe they'll get their own episode someday. Probably not. You know what we also could have just done if we wanted them to know who they are? Oh, they're they're, uh, a crime syndicate. There. Done. Moving on. Huts. You remember those big fat guys from Return of the Jedi? The yeah. big fat guy that had Leia on the golden bikini? See, you didn't remember until I said Leia on the golden bikini, but you remembered when I said Leia on the golden bikini. Hey, what can I say? I was a 90s kid. <laughs> 90s <laughs> Oh, okay. Huts. Big fat slug guys. Next. Spice. I got a whole cabinet full. Put a little bit of this. Yo, you want some oregano? You want some cayenne pepper? Oh, you're talking about the time good goes spices. With everything. Put a little bit of time in anything you're cooking. It makes it better. Makes it healthier, too. Used to have the spice channel on the tube. So the huts. The huts. The huts. I thought we were done with them. Oh, I thought no. We, I thought we just <laughs> knocked out huts and spice. <laughs> yeah. It's on the bounty hunters. Bounty hunters. Fucking bounty hunters. Enough. No, let's, uh, let's take it slow. Let's take it slow. The huts. Everybody should be familiar with Jabba the Hutt. I just want to take it nice and slow. No, I'm sorry. I... <laughs> just went usher on uh, everybody. <laughs> so we're going to assume you know who Jabba the Hutt is and know that the huts are the race that he comes from. Big, fat, slug motherfuckers. Uh, where is that that they're from? Nalhutta? Well, they were originally from the planet Varl, but that planet's never been discovered. Um, their adopted homeworld was Nalhutta. Which, which they named themselves because they're huts. Yeah, it used to be called uh, Evocar. It, was, it used to be called Evocar. But now it's Nalhutta. Nalhutta, which means we're the shit or something like that in hut language. Huttees, as it's called. Is that what it's called, really? Huttees? I, I wish... I could go to a school that would have a class on how to speak Huttese. It would be pretty useless, though. They're, well, so, his, so our class is about Doctor Who, but that's language. a thing. <laughs> Huttese is a dead language, dude. No one it's speaks it anymore. It's a non-existent language. No one's spoken it in, since a long, long time ago. Yeah, in a whole different galaxy. Very far, far away, might I add. Uh, so they're... So they're basically slugs. They really are. They don't have skeletons. They just have this like internal mantle, as it's called, that supports their heads. So, ugh. Just, they, ugh. They're covered with so much oil and mucus. Oh, you're just going to love it, Craig. It just gets better and better <laughs> all over their skin that they're pretty much impervious to any like fire or chemical burns. And or... uh, the sarlacc cannot stand them. Sarlacc can't, can't digest, digest them. it. It'll spit them right up. 
it's helped many a hut avoid a weird slug-like death. Which is weird. How do they? Uh, how many huts are there on Tatooine? Which is also weird because don't you think if they went out into the sun they would like shrivel up like a you know like a boy holding a magnifying glass on a sunny day to a slug? Maybe maybe not. Maybe probably not because they're a lot bigger <laughs> and there's no magnifying you know, glass. No, the whole time. But how would they move in the sand? Oh yeah, they can't get any traction, right? <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Uh, it's, it's weird. I got another question for you. Why didn't Luke just bring a huge gallon of salt? Because they're not slugs. They're just slug-like. Yes. But it would dry out all their mucus. Okay. Because that's what salt does. Fair enough. I, I, okay. That's I why see it. It, it hurts the okay. slug. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the science One guy Craig. coming true. <laughs> uh, they're, also herma- they're also hermaphroditic. You're gross. So I'm gross yeah. for bringing that up. So how come all their slaves are female Twi'leks? Or it's, just Twi'leks. It's sort of a... There's there's a couple reasons. A, it's sort of like a status symbol, like having this beautiful, exotic pet, like the Rancor or a Twi'lek dancer. The Jabba, Jabba the Hutt sees them... Do you think he makes probably them... Probably both as his pets. Uh, like, please him? Pleasure him? No, because they're not sexual. They're they're hermaphroditic. They Well, I guess they would be sexual if, they're, if they were hermaphroditic. Yeah, it's not like they're just asexual. But they're not attracted to humanoids at all. They don't... Those are all lower races to them. They only like huts. Um, Which is funny, considering they're a disgusting They can looking. still aesthetically appreciate, like, the Twi'lek dancers and Princess Leia in a golden bikini, the way we might aesthetically appreciate a beautiful bird or fish, for example. I thought a you were going to say exotic. Princess Leia in a golden bikini. <laughs> no, differently than we appreciate that. They also... It's also a sort of subtle indicator to their like humanoid visitors for example that we Don't can fucks around. we control everything that you desire like we have awesome food awesome alcohol security luxuries I don't know. dancing women everything that that you carnally desire i am in control of but it's I sort of a don't think that they have too many guidelines with uh sanitation and their food preparation huts i, I don't know I, if i would trust a hut prepared you know, meal on one level you're right because they they're pretty resistant to most poisons I think and toxicities so they probably wouldn't care that much about some bacteria and shit yeah or like you know level, a they, cook picking his nose and then they probably love exquisite fucking food and all those like big luxuries so they probably hire like the best chefs you know maybe but what would be even funnier is if they didn't love it and there's just four of the humanoid visitors they'd they'd make a plate of it and they'd just like go yeah you can't have this and they're just like knocking on the floor <laughs> Nope, trash. I'm sure some of them did. Uh, they can also live up to a thousand fucking years, some of the more longer-lived creatures in the galaxy. And they're known f- henceforth for their intelligence, their patience, and their ability to hold grudges. So what you're saying is that any of the huts that were in the game Star Wars Knights of the Republic, which took place about 3,000 years before uh, the movies, weren't alive anymore? They were all dead? They were dead? Probably that wasn't what I was saying, but yeah, I guess deductively. Well, you said they live about yes. a thousand years. Yeah, deductively, oh. that would be true, Craig. That's not what I said. That's what you inferred. That's sad. So what you're inferring is what I just said. Oh, I'm about to blow your mind, dude. You're gonna have to take a break. Everybody in the Star Wars universe is dead right now. Are you telling me that the Star Wars universe is just purgatory? No, I'm telling you what. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Stop like, inferring <laughs> things and just listen to what I'm telling you. That's not They're fun dead at all. now. It was a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. They're all dead, Craig. They all died. 
I wonder how long ago it really was compared to our galaxy and our time. I, I wonder that as well. George Lucas, you have some splaining to do. There's a video that calculates how far away Star Wars must have taken place if it took place in our universe. And it's pretty interesting, but not how, not how long ago. Yeah, it does actually, I think, kind of calculate how long ago. It's a cool video. Anyway, moving on. Sorry, sidetrack. So it's basically theorized or accepted or understood that huts kind of feel threatened on this subliminal level just naturally and that kind of makes them really selfish and manipulative because ah, they're because uh, they're very self-conscious of their looks and appearance. oh of their vulnerabilities and stuff yeah i don't know about their looks but their vulnerabilities probably well, they're vulnerable because they're self-conscious about their looks <laughs> in fact one was bulimic get out of here you didn't have any of that awesome food prepared oh wait he did that's the hut that knocked the plates over. You guys can't have any. <laughs> Gonna make you fat. Uh, they don't give a shit about other species' ideas of morality because they see themselves. It's kind of like the way we view animals. Like other those other species are that has nothing to do with our or society. Kind of the way the emperor views the rest of the entire galaxy. No, not even though below him. Not even though. Like, to an extent, yeah, but I mean, these guys just on a natural, subconscious level, like... They're higher up on the food chain. Hut, hut society is hut society. That's, that's what it's about. All these other people, oh, that, those lower, that's the lower life forms doing their thing. They got the Imperial Senate and all this shit, whatever. We don't, we don't do that. Um, <laughs> we don't. We're they, in charge. They use slave labor. They don't really see it as a thing. Um, they never try to justify or rationalize any of their criminal activity because they don't see it as criminal activity. It would be hypocritical to try to justify it according to moral codes that don't mean anything to them. Yeah, they don't exist. There's actually no word for crime or criminal in the hut language in Hutties. Or for could, or for thank you. Because they matter. do whatever they want. Note. Yeah, there's there isn't there's no word for thank you either. Well, I I would not assume that they would ever thank anything. But how do you say in Hutties it's about damn time? Because I know that one has to exist. Well, what's funny is there is no thank you, but they do have a you're welcome, so they can use it passive aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> like after they hold the door for someone and they you're don't welcome. reciprocate it with a thanks, they go you're welcome. But I don't even know what I would say in this situation. <laughs> I don't know. I learned Hutties. There's no thank you. Oh, you learned Hutties. You're so culturally sensitive. Fuck, fucking. You learn the worst kind of people and their language. No, this is the hut. Like, just like, oh, you're so cool. Yeah, you, you really know me. You really know me and my culture. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what I'm about. You don't know what I've been through. It's hard being on top. So socially, they have different clans, which are basically their families, their bloodlines, you know? Yeah. And they're really loyal to their clans, though they will be very ruthlessly competitive even amongst each other and their clan. And they used to be constantly at territorial war with each other. All the different hut clans always just warring and fighting. You know, they a lot of times use slave labor to fight for them. They're big right, slugs. Of course. They don't they, fight. They're not quite warriors as far as uh, strategists. But eventually, what was known as the hut cataclysms occurred. This was 15,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. Way before Black Sun. Dude. Wow, so long ago. This devastated their homeworld and tons of other like hut-controlled planets, and they had to leave and go looking for a new planet. This is when they found Evocar. They kind of tricked the primitive people there into selling them all their real estate. 
in exchange for technology. Slick. Bought the whole planet from them. The people for five dollars. <laughs> no, for technology. But oh. the, they they tried to appeal to the Republic, but the Republic was like, ah, eh, they did it totally within our law, and they did on, and they did that on purpose because they knew what they know what they're doing, and it's not important to them whether or not they do things by Republic law or Imperial law, but you know whether or not they make their profits and get what they fucking yeah, of want. So after this, they established the Hut Council of Elders, including one Budila Hastilik Amura, who instituted the Kajidic, which was their new philosophy, which basically sees uh, warring and physical conflict and territory conflicts as the type of problems that lower life forms and weaker species have, and that Huts are above that. And this is where their current status as crime lords and all that began, where they started realizing we can do this in a business sense, you know? And The thing that I don't get is you can so easily overthrow a fat, slow-moving slug. Yeah, but they, they have so much power. They control resources. They have, they have people underneath their power. Just kill them all. You're saying, like... You're done with it. Just all the slugs. Ugh, gross. But there's people that serve them. Like yeah, they, were, well, they don't have to serve them. They can serve the person that takes over. But that's like saying we don't have to serve our country. Like people, not that we wouldn't want to. I'm just saying, you know, like people are ingrained in a system where they are. Dude, you know how much they probably received from huts from the system that the huts set up. It probably sucked. I'm not saying they shouldn't revolt if they're slaves, but I'm I'm saying it's it's understandable how people like that come to power. Like holy shit, they gave us the internet, but we can't use it because they say we can't. They're very intelligent. They outwitted and then worked people into a corner. And their empire spread and spread and spread. Um, Kajidic, which was this philosophy, is also the word for their different criminal organizations. There's all sorts of Kajidic. All sorts of Kajidics. Well, that makes sense. The criminal organization is their philosophy. They mainly own a bunch of planets in what's known as hut space. This is just sort of that area of space, for example, where Tatooine's located on the outer rim. The galaxies constructed like Coruscant is kind of relatively in the middle. And all the planets that are closer to the core are much more um, progressed technologically. They're much more political and involved in all that. As you get to the yeah, as you get to the outer rim, it's less regulated. It's it's more the you know the outskirts, right? And hut space is a big chunk of that. That the the empire pretty much chooses to just like let them operate because it's not so give far them over much there. Trouble. It's like basically it's it's basically its own galaxy. Well, we don't need to... m- more because they have such a foothold in the economy that if the empire, for example, when the empire outlawed slavery. If they were to tell the huts that they had to get rid of their slaves, the huts would be like, oh, okay, word. Well, your entire economy's collapsed now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like, so- not, not because they don't have slaves necessarily, although that might be part of it, but because they're like, okay, well, fuck you. We can we're cutting control. you off. You have no idea how much. This kind of happened because hut space is situated right along one of the most popular trade routes. Or a lot of the most popular trade routes, rather. And they really prospered. But eventually, trade routes shifted. And then it became this place where criminal activity kind of flourished because it was not as frequented yeah, and regulated. Yeah, on the, uh, the Lower East End. Straight out of hut space. Are we going to do a straight out of Compton thing now? We have to. The <laughs> whole song. I Did you know there was once a hut Jedi named Beldorion? I feel like that's... 
it kind of goes against what the huts are about. And he flipped like Yoda and shit. Oh, yeah. Prequels. I'm yeah, sure. Everything. No. <laughs> George Lucas is listening. He goes, I have to remaster it. He, he eventually turned to the dark side. Well, duh. Makes but, sense. Craig, have you ever heard of Blotus the Hut? Mm, no. He would challenge all your ignorant stereotyping when he became the Supreme Chancellor of the Galactic Republic, and he served for 275 years. Damn. He was People one of the most loved him. One of the most adored, beloved leaders of the Galactic Republic in history. In he history. Shattered stereotypes. He was an awesome hut. Coolest hut ever. I was gonna say I'd heard of uh, Pizza the Hut. <laughs> I knew you were, I knew we weren't gonna get through this podcast <laughs> without mentioning Spaceballs. Without you bringing <laughs> up Pizza the Hut. Or just the hut part of the podcast. So eventually, a fellow named Jabba Dasilajik Tior. Oh. You might know him as Jabba the Hutt because lower races, quote unquote, don't normally know Hutt's surnames. Last names. They're, they're, full they're names. not allowed to. You can call us the Hutt because Hutts are better than you, our pets. And he eventually kind of united the majority of the major Khajiiks as the Hutt Cartel. And that is pretty much like during, you know, the, the trilogy when you see the Empire in Power and everything and Luke visits Jabba, that's the status, you know? Yeah. Um, eventually though, after Jabba and Shizor's deaths, the, you know, the Black Sun and the Hut Cartel fall apart oh, and no. the unity kind of crumbles. Um, so it turns out that, uh, they, they really weren't that much in control. If just one of them dies and the whole thing crumbles apart. All you had to do is, well, was, I don't, was get the leader. The empires also toppled as, to a certain extent. And I don't know. I'm not as up to date on the post trilogy Star Wars universe as I am on the like history the pre stuff. yeah well it's, it's like you said earlier it's really not going to matter in, in a year or two because it's going to be erased all, all the posts stuff we'll see though they're gonna they're probably going to acknowledge and bring into the fold a lot of the expanded universe god I hope so so uh moving on uh hey Craig hey Craig come here come here hey uh yeah you want to talk about some spice no. Why? What's the matter? Are you chicken? I'm not a chicken. You're a turkey. Oh. Ooh. Burn. Michelangelo was proud Bow, of me. Right in one. the chest. When am I going to take the Lord seriously? When? When? <laughs> huh? You think you're funny? You think you're cool doing spice? That actually is uh, one of the those legal marijuana incense things. That... Now it is. Well, but I mean. Before that, back before it was uh, synthetic marijuana. Oh, in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, way before. Way but back no, when. Even, even in our universe, in the expanded universe, it was referred. No, even in the original movies, it's referred to as spice. Yeah, spice. Yeah, spice is kind of a catch-all term for illicit drugs. It's not just one specific drug. It's It's drugs. Like you it's got like your dope. death sticks. Spice is like dope. It's like that word. Like dope could right, be could be heroin, could pot, be meth, could be coke. Four very different drugs. Yeah. So you know Han Solo and Lando Calrissian, I believe, were involved in some spice smuggling operations. At that least was that's referenced. what they lead you to believe. There's a point where C-3PO's like, "Oh no, they'll send us to the spice mines on Kessel." Which holy shit, spice mines? Yes. Like they got whole mines for this shit. Kessel was one of the major planets that spice got harvested, mainly because the most popular spice, glitter stem, could only naturally be found there. It was later, there were 
I think uh, farms probably set up on other planets. But So C-3PO didn't want to go there because it's kind of equivalent with like a hell. It's a prison planet. There's a high security prison located there. It's surrounded by black holes. It's not even a spherical shaped planet. It's like this weird potato shaped asteroid. <laughs> it's just like it's a deformed planet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard work mining for... Glitter stim, which is one of the most popular spices that we said is exclusively found there. Yeah. It's hard work. It is hard work. It is. Well, first of all, glitter stim is it's it's a drug that gives the user kind of this pleasurable high, this elevated like mental like, you know, you're high. So it's like uh, heroin. Supposedly uh, I don't I don't know if it's that serious. I don't know if it <laughs> makes you fall asleep and nod out and all that and Okay, so it's more like pot then. There are some people or- that get really addicted to it though. Or like good MDMA. It's probably between heroin and pot. Maybe it's like opium. I don't know. Okay. And it, it also supposedly can give the user a slight telepathic boost. Han Solo is a firm believer of this. Oh, shit. It's LSD. It's glitter stim. It's its own thing. <laughs> now, here's how it's made, though. It's produced by energy spiders. These big fucking spiders that make webs. Nope, and it's no, produced in their webs. Nope. <laughs> Nope, 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 And it's photoactive, and it has to be mined in total darkness, packaged in, like, this opaque paper to keep it any light from getting to it so and preventing accidental activation. Would it, uh... Oh, that's how it's activated. Yeah, you, you don't want a chemical of a drug activated until you're about to do it. Of course not. <laughs> that would be reckless and irresponsible. <laughs> uh, so, would you have to mine it basically wearing, like, night vision goggles? Yeah, probably. And you got to be careful of, of these big ass fucking spiders in the dark. And in the dark, the total dark. It's supposed to be really sharp too. Their webs are so sharp, like it could just slice your finger off. One false move. Cool. That's. I wonder where did the first person get the idea to try this and like be like, yeah, this is something we could mine lucratively and sell to people. <laughs> right. Who was the first guy that was like to I'm get gonna, it? I'm gonna smoke that spider's web, dude. <laughs> Or no, you're not going to smoke it. You're just going to absorb the light from it, <laughs> reflecting off of it. No, no. I think you still, I don't know what you do. I don't know if you smoke it or eat it or. Well, you said the drug's activated it. by light. Well, yeah, but it's, it's, it means that the chemical in it is photoactive. So if, if light hits this chemical, it activates it. Oh, so you probably so like. you don't want it to be activated months before someone's going to buy it. Because it'll be bad. You know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you now. Maybe you just let it, yeah. Maybe you vape it or something. Yeah, it's Star <laughs> Wars. They got to have vaporizers. Come on. Yeah. Another really popular drug is Rill. R-Y-L-L. Yo, this... that shit is real, son. <laughs> Get out of here with that. This one is used in a lot of medicines, and it's sort of a weaker drug. Maybe this one is more similar to weed. I feel like maybe even a, like between tobacco and weed, like a little less oh, wow. intoxicating. Yeah, um, this so, is... so what you're saying, it's like Motrin. <laughs> it's mined on Ryloth, uh, home planet of the Twi'leks. You know, those guys with the Java strippers, the guys with the yeah, tentacles the on their heads. Now, here's something really cool. You can take Rill, right? Following? Yeah. You feed it to energy spiders. It makes the energy spiders grow to ridiculous sizes. So the drug Rill makes energy spiders get bigger, producing more glitter stem? They produce what's called Glitterill, a totally different drug. Which can make you lose memories. They're naturally synthesizing this shit and making heavier strains. Fucking nuts, dude. Is there like... See, what you do, you take this one drug that we've been using and combine it to the 
uh, creature that makes this other drug that we're using. And it makes a fucking mind-blowing, mind-altering, whole nother world sensation. I just can't help but think I'm like hanging out with Han Solo and I'm like, so so you guys party? Which, I mean, I guess here on Earth it's slang for cocaine, which I would never do. But I know, we know, got some glitter. Let's say I'm just trying to have a good time, you know? And uh, not me, just, you know, general person in my position out in that universe. Hey, you guys party? You know, what, what do you... And he's like, yeah, take this. And I'm like, what's this? It's real. And he's like, oh, it's it's made from a spider web that could slice your finger off by spiders that would kill you. And it, it's photoactive, so it has to be kept in darkness. It's the most metal drug ever. So you're like, okay, sure. And then as soon as you do it, like, he goes... He just looks at you and goes, huh, I didn't know you like to get wet. <laughs> that was laced with PCP. I'd be like, thank God. Something to ground me. <laughs> but I'm over here, you know, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, can't you just find weed anywhere <laughs> in the galaxy? Like, I got to smoke spider webs. Have you guys ever tried plants? And they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, have you ever tried just like taking a plant and smoking it? You hand like, him a baggie of weed. And he's that's like ludicrous. Yeah. He, he just looks at you and goes, so uh, what death defying trap did you have to co- overcome to get this drug? <laughs> I'm like, uh, nothing. I just grew it. In a- <laughs> I'm like, can I just get a cigarette? A cigarette? Yeah. You know, like these little, you smoke them. They're like, oh, you mean a death stick? Uh- What's that? Oh, death stick? Well, that's made from the jizz of a rancor. Oh, oh really? Oh. Did, did Wait, you know, so you smoke rancor jizz? Did you know there's plants you can grow that you can just smoke for recreation? And, and it's, sure, it's not healthy, but you they don't, don't have, have to, to be things don't that have to were jerk secreted. off a rancor. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do things that, the only, the only drugs out there, are, they're not just things that secrete from disgusting beasts. Uh, you don't want any death sticks. <laughs> so lastly, to close out this whole topic of, of disgusting, terrible vermin that were, I mean, the criminals. Whoa, I'm sorry. I, I just got on a whole Alex Jones thing. Yeah, come on, Craig. I'm not trying to get Charlie Hebdo'd here. Ooh, too soon. Maybe? I'm not. Charlie Hebdo. Uh, How have we not canonized that motherfucker? You're right up there with the fucking Christine Cavanaugh. We got, we got two cartoon motherfuckers in there now. Rest in peace, you cartoon motherfucker. Patron saint of, of offensive humor. Insensitivity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no, we're going to be talking. No, let's talk about the lone wolf mercenaries. The, the people that we all thought were just the coolest in Star Wars. The bounty hunters. The hunters of bounty. They, which literally mercenaries, they, they, it's the quilted quicker picker upper, they, they get paid for hunting things, people, and for wiping blue liquids off your table. It's the quicker picker upper (laughs) bounty. So yeah, we're obviously, there's a lot of bounty hunters. There's no way we could cover all of them. No, absolutely not. And even the ones that we are going to talk about, there's no way that we could... They, they have such a rich life that there's no way we could do them justice here. So They have their own their, fucking guild. They have their own episodes in the future. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know, I've seen it. <laughs> that episode will open to critical acclaim. So, all right, let's, let's get it out of the way. We know you guys want us to talk about Boba Fett, right? Not going to do it. Not going to talk about Boba Fett. Wait, who? Nope, not talking about Boba Fett. Who? I'm not talking about Boba Fett. Who? Who's who's Boba Fett? Were you going to talk about Boba Fett? I don't even know who this guy is. Word. We're on the same page. No, the the reason we... I don't know. I don't know if you're even in the same boat. I went out on a limb. But the reason I'm saying fuck talking about Boba Fett is... Dude, Boba Fett could have 
two episodes just to himself <laughs> like yeah he deserves he doesn't even deserve to be casually mentioned okay here but let's just say all just in the original trilogy he kind of ended up getting done like a bitch yes that's true i think everybody just expanded on this and made it made him this awesome thing just because he has this cool ass armor he also talks back to Darth Vader. How many characters in the original trilogy talk back to Darth Vader, Craig? They had a mutual respect. <laughs> they were boys. We're definitely going to be focusing on the main guys you see in the Star Wars movies. Yeah, but, those, those bounty hunters on the Star Destroyer. Yeah, but to start off, we're going to talk about one of my favorite guys, uh, a little gem of a game called Knights of the Old Republic. He was one of the main mercenaries in there, just always kept running into you. His name was Kalo Nord. Uh, he's a male, human descent, which I was... Is he tall with long blonde hair? No. He's kind of short and squat with a full hat that so you don't see his hair. Not very Nordic? No, just Nord, minus the ick. George Lucas must not have named this guy. No, what's really cool about him was if you look into his backstory, his parents actually sold him into slavery. That's when he was cool. a child. No, the cool part's coming up. On his 16th birthday, he killed his slave master and was like, fuck this, I'm out. He was like, peace. People die at the fair. <laughs> yeah, for real. He, uh, he just grabbed the keys to all like the cells and like looked at the other slaves and like dropped the keys 10 feet from the cell and just walked away. Left them to... Deuces. <laughs> yeah, that's Space what you get for deuces. not covering my shift last week. <laughs> Oh, uh, unfortunately, he did uh, end up dying in the game, I believe. And if you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> so it's canon. Yeah, <laughs> it's can. Well, I feel like this game should be canon or at least is considered canon. Maybe, you know, if you die in the Matrix, it's <laughs> canon. <laughs> <laughs> Reboot. <laughs> well, uh, uh, he... <laughs> This ain't Marvel, wow. son. Okay. You die in the Matrix, it's canon. Uh, basically, he was just like a gruff old man, kind of like, get out of my way. And, you know, he's not like the type of guy that just kills for the fun of it. He kills because he's paid to. So, you know, he's like, don't make me hurt you. I- I'm not making any money off of your head. Yeah, that's Kalen Ord. Word. There's also Greedo was another one that wasn't on that Star Destroyer that like I, I said, give a shout out. Didn't even shoot. Nope. Uh, Greedo definitely did not shoot first. And I guess his father was this super awesome bounty hunter who rocked totally prestigious. Greedo, on the other hand, kind of lame, right? Yeah, he sucked. Also, his name's Greedo. He's greedy. I don't trust him. You know, wow, there you go, judging off of uh, the names of characters. Only, only if you were created by George Lucas. So I'm sorry if he has any children. Oh, okay. If he has any children, I'm going to judge them by their names. He named one of his kids, like, Killfro. (laughs) And I'm like, Killfro? I I don't trust you. And he's like, really, dude, I'm a cool guy. I'm sorry. My dad's just fucking weird. Killfro Naggins. I haven't got the money to to apply for the name change yet. (laughs) My dad's weird and he's greedy. We call him Greedo. (laughs) He hasn't hasn't given me allowances in eight months. (laughs) Ever since Disney bought Star Wars. Then another kind of lame bounty hunter is Dengar. Dengar is actually kind of cool, but they sure did a good job of making you think he was lame when you were a kid before. Like yeah. the Clone Wars made him cool. Um, so did you watch the Clone Wars show? 
not the whole thing in its entirety, but yes, I've watched. A I bunch saw of the it. animated movie that came out. I still haven't seen the movie. I actually. Uh, I wasn't really that big of a fan of it, so I didn't watch the show. But I heard I've heard nothing but good things about the actual show. I heard the movie sucked, but the show was great. And Dengar was kind of cool in the show, but you remember him in the movie, right? He's the guy with a turban, but it doesn't look like a turban. It just looks like a blanket wrapped haphazardly around his head. <laughs> it's, it's 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 not a turban it's just kind of uh to shield from the sand it's kind of like a it's kind of like a archaeologist back in the day when they would wear like their shirts kind of on their head underneath a cap you know to block the sand from being flown into their face it also covers he's got a bunch of like cybernetic enhancements because he was in a horrible accident he's a uh bike racer a swoop bike Ooh. a swoop bike racer Ooh, did he like start off with one of the swoop gangs i don't know I think he started off just racing. Have he you ever raced race. a swoop bike? I've raced a swoop bike. Oh, yeah? Yeah, in video games, not in real life, though. Oh, okay. Don't be silly. So then how about Bosk, though, Craig? Bosk always scared the crap out of me like when I was a, a kid watching. Yeah. Name's Bosk. I always pictured him talking like that. <laughs> I watch too much G.I. Joe. <laughs> Cobra! He's Cobra! Like, hey, kid, why don't you steal out your mom's purse? Spice some spice. <laughs> spice, make everything nice. Kids born in the 80s will get that. <laughs> that PSA, just he just got one from person to fucking reptile. There was this old, seconds. old PSA, like anti-drug commercial where this drug dealer is like yo kid i got everything heroin pcp crack weed and as and he's then, talking he's transforming into a goddamn snake yeah like the fucking gi <laughs> joe character there was no i don't think the gi joe characters were actually snakes though there wasn't a gi joe character with a snake no for a face well cobra was that was that he-man i no. i can see Maybe. it in my head a snake face. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Cobra Commander had wore a helmet. Yeah, and I remember Destro him. was bald, and he had like a kind of like a a giant collar that made it kind of look like he had a cobra back. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Bosk though was an actual lizard. Was a lizard guy from some lizard guy planet. <laughs> and uh, do you know what his race was? Isn't it Todarian? Todarian is uh, Watto from the prequels. The offensive oh. Jewish stereotype. <laughs> oh, what was I thinking? I, no. I mean, that was the I guy guess, who owned Anakin. Yeah. Uh, no, all I know about Bosk is that he really liked hunting Wookies. It was oh. a sport of his. Which is kind of interesting because that means he's got to be pretty badass because and Wookies are bad. no easy game. And just a bad person too. Yeah, Wookies are no easy game. They they can rip your arms off and beat you over the head with it. Yeah, he hunted Wookies like a Bosk. I think that you don't get to say that anymore. You've already done that twice. I did it twice, like a Bosk. Oh, now you didn't. Now you can't even use that because you've done it thrice, like a boss. Nope. And then there's this dopey-looking robot guy called IG88. But why you gotta play a hate? You're the one player hating. The one who said he's dopey-looking. Well, he is. <laughs> he, he does look like a bad special effect. Well, basically, just picture. Uh, I'm going back to Robot Chicken for this one. Just picture that robot that keeps humping the washing machine. That's basically IG88. I don't know that reference. Oh I'm man! Sorry. Well, Robot Chicken fans will get it. Just picture a stick figure <laughs> made out of metal. 
not sticks. Yeah, made out of like tubing. And its, it's and head pipe. is uh, two buckets put together. <laughs> oh man. Uh, IG88 though is pretty nuts. Do you know anything about IG88? Well, assassin droids are are crazy. It's more than just that, though. Have you ever listened to the lyrics in that song you were just singing? Uh, yeah, I will try to, but was you know, I'm not Chris. great at uh, at taking in all the lyrics at once when rappers speak fast. That's why I'm not a huge fan of rap because it's hard to. Well, it's cool comprehend. if you don't actually know the story of IG88, you're not really going to pick up most of the lyrics because you don't know what he's talking about. But if you know what he's talking about, you do pick up on it, and you're Yo. like, "Oh wow, that's brilliant!" He tells the whole story. IG88 was an assassin droid that became sentient and spearheaded the droid revolution movement. He totally like Bender. killed everybody in his factory and then activated the three other IG88 model droids that were there and uploaded his consciousness into their minds, linking them all as one single mind. Yeah, so they're like one hive mind, but three separate four. things. So they are four separate droids that can go out and do four bounties at once. Yes. IG-88B became a bounty hunter, sort of as a cover, and eventually all the different IG-88s were destroyed except for the original IG-88A, who, get this, Craig, successfully hacked the Death Star and was about to trigger the robot uprising. In the when Death Star? When, bam, the Rebels blew up the fucking Death Star. Oh, no! That was the stuff. I was working on it. So they didn't have to do that. They didn't need Luke. Like, it would have happened eventually. The Death Star wouldn't have been destroyed eventually. No, he he wasn't about to destroy the Death Star. He was about to utilize it to start the robot uprising. To, like, send out a signal, maybe. Oh, so wait, hold on. That means that what they stopped was actually worse than they thought what they were stopping was. And they know. Wow. How lucky can one guy be? I mean, the, this, that hole was like the size of a swamp rat. <laughs> right? They're like, we saved the galaxy from the universe. Nah, they saved the galaxy from the robot uprising. They even know. <laughs> Yo, they <laughs> stopped the Terminator from happening. IG-88 was Skynet. You're implying that he survived? No. And it took him well, several he, he millennia to, to form, reform his, his consciousness? Yeah, his consciousness was reformed back. You know, his, his processing chip was blasted across the galaxy to Earth, which, where it laid dormant for eons. Well, you know, some aspect of the Star Wars universe must have reached here. You can see uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 on the wall in Hieroglyph in one of the Indiana Jones movies. Wow. So now I guess the last two we're going to be looking at is a pair of bounty hunters. They're, they're inseparable as peanut butter and jelly. Mm, I love me some PB&J. Oh, like spaghetti and meatballs? Or as that officer might say, as peanut butter and my ex-wife. <laughs> oh. Oh! Oh, well played, sir. The, the two bug-eyed motherfuckers, Zookas and Forlom. <laughs> they were always bickering. No, they're actually really good friends. Zookus, um, this re- he's like this bug-eyed alien guy. It looks like a fly. Yeah, it looks like a fly. Super Force-sensitive, actually. He's very good at finding his targets because he can pick up on their like energy and, and where they are. Go on. Yeah, so they call him the Uncanny One in those seedy circles in the Star Wars underworld. 
Um, funny thing is, he's actually schizophrenic and has multiple personality disorder. So he speaks with two different dialects. That's, um, that's crazy. That is really he's just like a no actual pun intended person with schizo ah uh, schizophrenia. I was gonna say. Well, schizophrenia and multiple personality disorder are two totally different things. So this is just one crazy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And he befriended Forlom. Forlom was this protocol droid that overwrote his own programming to live a life of crime. Wow, why? You could, you could have overprogrammed it to do anything you want. Sit in the Bahamas with a mojito. That's funny you bring that up because it's actually the reason he did it was because he was bored with his job as a translator for a luxury space cruiser. <laughs> he was. So he was sick of sitting around with mojitos. Well, no, he was translating shit. Yeah. Um, he found it really boring, so he started stealing from the passengers. Yup. This is like an, the office space. I want to see this movie, the office space of <laughs> the Star Wars universe. Disney says they're going to branch out into different types of films, heists yeah, and all see, that. Let's see Bounty Hunter films. Let's see Forlom and Zookus. Zookus, the crazy schizophrenic one, and Forlom, who's robbing the customers at his job. Um, he was eventually really severely damaged, and his friend Zookus had to do this total memory wipe in order to save him. But that, unfortunately, completely changed his personality, and it was never the same. Like, they just didn't get along anymore. So they're always bickering. They were, that's when they started bickering, and yeah. they don't talk much anymore. Well, uh, Zuckus can talk to himself in his different dialects, his North Britain dialect and his uh, non-North Britain dialect. <laughs> hey, do us a favor. We want to hear your dialect. Talk to us in whatever dialect you so desire. However you choose to get a hold of us, we really want to hear from you. But write your dialect. Type it. Type your dialect. Shit, you could record it. Send us an audio file. Yo, that would be care. dope. <laughs> Send a fucking carrier pigeon. That would be fucking cool, dude. It's, you're silly. We it's too cold. You, I don't care what you say in the message. You send us a carrier pigeon, you're getting mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, anything. It could be anything. It doesn't but, matter. No, really. If it weren't for you guys, and if it weren't for you guys, you know, giving us that feedback, this whole last month of episodes wouldn't be possible. And guess what? January is not over yet because we're pushing listener request month. Well, well it is. Yes. No, it's not. But, but it is. It's not. First of all, it's not over. Well, I mean, by the time any case, next our next week's one airs, it will have been over. But we're going to keep in the spirit land. of, you know, who cares? Let's just do a five-week. Uh, there was one more fan request that was too good to pass up. Yep. We'll let you wait till next week to figure out what that is. But in the meantime, please hit us up. Go like us on Facebook. We really need the likes. And uh, you really need the opportunity to interact with us so easily. For real, you need it in your life. You have no idea. Just give it a try. <laughs> no, no, why? Go ahead and follow us on Twitter, at FairPointPod. Uh, do a lot of the same stuff as on Facebook, but different. <laughs> <laughs> Less lots, characters. So, lots of cool yeah. pictures. Um, keep you apprised of things to come and everything. That wasn't a keep you what? Apprised? A a yeah, just that's no. not a word. <laughs> it's not. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to look this up real quick. <laughs> appraised is a word, but it doesn't mean that. I know appraised. Oh, it is a word. 
To give notice to, inform, advise. You're like, but it means to rape a baby. So (laughs) I think I'm going to take that over. No, to keep someone apprised is to keep them informed or or to give notice to. I knew it was a fucking word. You win this round, Craig. I knew it was a fucking... I was like, really? Wow. Why hasn't anybody told me all these years I've been using that fucking word? And you can find us all sorts of other places too. SoundCloud, Tumblr... Uh, uh, everywhere. Instagram, Tinder. No, no, no. no. Okay. YouTube though. We're on YouTube and it's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) YouTube's cool. (laughs) Uh, For real. We, we don't just upload our episodes there. We do that with, you know, slides of images and all that, but we also do exclusive Loot Crate unboxings. Yes, which mine is late. Movie reviews, vlogs, all that shit. So please go subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a comment. Let us know what's up. If you like the video, like the video. And uh, yeah, you know what? I've got... I've got one more recommendation for them. Do you have one more recommendation for them? Oh, I totally do. Okay, Craig. What do you recommend our listeners to do besides all these awesome, awesome ways to support us? What I recommend they do is that you go first because I went first last time. I recommend that you go first. (laughs) All right. So we're going to do recommendations again right here. And I recommend... I wanted to get this out before January was over. It's an album, an EP, if you will, six tracks. And one, two, three, four, five, six. He's right. It's called Broadsheet Music. This is basically a collaboration between the Globe and Mail, which is a Canadian news outlet, and Arts and Crafts Records, which is basically the record label founded by like the Broken Social Scene creators, my favorite oh, band. Okay. This album is looking back at some of the most important themes of 2014 and condensing it in six different songs by six different artists. Even So there was only six themes in 2014 that were important? No. Okay. It's that they made six songs for this album, Craig, you fucking cynical prick. I'm going to be a cynical prick if I want to. Uh, The first track on the album is Golden Facelift by Broken Social Scene, and that one tackles reclamation and human accountability. The second one is called Red River, and this is by a band called Ruben in the Dark, who I've heard a lot about, but I'd never listened to. And Craig, I really recommend you listen to this song. I think it's the gem of the album, and I think you'll really dig it. Gem of the album, huh? Yes, Red River by Ruben in the Dark. And this one is about missing Aboriginal women in Western Canada. (laughs) Apparently that didn't okay. hit the news here in the States. I don't mean to laugh at that because that's not at all funny. Oh, but, oh actual missing women. Um, I thought what you meant was like missing people. Like, I miss you Oh, like yeah. I go away. Like, yeah, I have a girlfriend, <laughs> but she lives in Western Canada. Yeah, and I miss her. <laughs> oh, no, but that's terrible. Um, the next one is called The Next One. And it's by Tamara Williamson and Absolutely Free. I'm assuming Absolutely Free is a band. I don't. I'm not familiar. And maybe Tamara Williamson is guest vocaling. On is this track. all like indie rock? I guess. Type? No, there's there's one song on it that's opera. Wow. Yeah, caught me off guard. Vast. But it's a really really cool album. Um, that tracks about sexual violence and a culture of silence. Then there's Voice Rubata by Fucked Up. I think this is the opera one. And that one's about the misleading illusions of liberty and the voice. So the the opera artist is called Fucked Up. <laughs> I don't know if they normally do opera. I don't know who Fucked Up is. I have to look that up. 
I'm an opera singer. I'm Name showing my belly. I'm up. showing. I don't. I don't know. I don't know half these bands. You know, broken social scene. And then there's Jerusalem by Jason Collette and Zeus. I know both of them. I'm not a big Zeus fan. I don't have anything against them. Jason Collette's got uh one, maybe one or two really good albums. So I, I know Jason Collette. Well, yeah, we, we both know Zeus. I'm still doing labors for that bastard. He still has Larry. And apparently he wrote a song about Jerusalem. Um, that one's about exploring the divisive battle in the Middle East. And then the last track by Brendan Canning, co-founder of Broken oh, Social Scene. Yep, yes, us. No Doubt or Fire. No, the song isn't Brendan Canning and No Doubt, though that would be dope. <laughs> it's a song about the band No Doubt. Actually, it's an ode to one of our era's most effective comedians. It's about Robin Williams. Aww. And it's a really cool, cool album. There's only maybe two songs off it that I really threw on the playlist afterwards and continue to listen to repeatedly. But it's a great musical piece as a whole. It's cool to look back at the last year when you think about it, when you listen to it. And it's it's dope. I definitely recommend it. That's cool. Um, while it is cool, I, I feel like I shouldn't have recommended you go first because now I got to wrap this up and get this done quick because that was... Whew. <laughs> All six tracks and their meanings. Take your time. Uh, We're chilling. Well, anyways, I'm not chilling. I'm I'm very late for an important date. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. Fly, you fool. <laughs> so, um, my recommendation to everybody is a new comic by Robert Kirkman. It's called Outcast. Robert Kirkman? Why say? Isn't that the fellow that created such classics as The Walking Dead? And Invincible? I wanted to just say one. <laughs> Such classics as The Walking Dead. And, it, oh, just one. Right, right. You yeah, know, Invincible's right. cool. I um, need to finish read. I've only gotten like. Wasn't well, it still so going? Far in it. Yeah, you, you haven't really read it at no, all, have you? Not really. Craig, it's really good. You're going to start reading it. Well. You're going to start reading it. And then you're going to be like, this isn't that great. But once you get to the twist. What's a twist? Yeah. Once you get to that twist, dude, you will be like, Okay, now I'm hooked. And then it becomes like Walking right. Dead. Well, a buddy of mine uh, loves that comic, and he keeps telling me I should read it. And, well, I probably should, but who, who knows? Th- this is not about Invincible, though. That's been going on for a while. This one, he's on like his maybe his fifth or sixth uh, issue at the time of me saying this right now that's released. It's called Outcast. It's about demonic possession. Oh, so it's not about the hip-hop act? No, it's not about Andre or Big Boy. Not at all. I'd like to see Robert Kirkman's treatment of, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, no. This is much better. Much, much I'm better. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. The, the funny thing she is... She had got beat. The, uh, the main character that, can, that is supposed to be able to like fight these demons the, and help with the exorcisms... Is Andre 3000. Is very... No. Well, maybe. So it's Big no. Boy? No. That's weird. I would have figured they would have made Andre no, the it's main neither. character, but he's. <laughs> sorry, Are you done yet? Are you done I'm, yet? So, I'm just, sorry. Just, just spit it all over my my fucking recommendation. That's sorry. it. It's the last time I recommend uh, awesome stuff named after a, a mediocre no, no, band. No, go on, go on. What was what happens in the no, comic? No, 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 no. I'm done. No, you didn't want to hear it. No, no. If you want to know what's going on in the comic, maybe you should pick up a copy. <laughs> Oh, but you can't get issue one because that shit's been sold out. Like they're on like the sixth edition, and they aren't, aren't going to do anymore because they they've done six editions in six months. Okay, so no, I apologize. I apologize. This comic, the Black Eyed Peas. It's what's, hot. It, what's it about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're on your own. 
<laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I'm Craig of the Hut. Good day. Did you not want to? You can. Is is that where you wanted to cut off? Um, after I've cooled down, I'm back. I'm smooth. No, it's about Outcast, not the band. A person who is non-religious and can fight these demons because he's got something special in him. And what is it? I don't know. You're gonna have to read. They they have not gotten this far yet, so it's just a very interesting read. Uh, the art style is amazing, and the, the comic is great. Check it out. Awesomeness, tastic. Will do. Join us here next week for the last week of January, first week of February, <laughs> for the finale of Fan, Fan Appreciation, Appreciation Month ish. From the secret room, I'm Nathan Kay. And I'm Fats Vet. Stay classy. Hey, hey, you guys actually did stick around. Well, as promised, we have prepared a nice big 15 fucking minute chunk of the Bullstone episode we had the privilege of guest hosting. To give those of you who may not be familiar with the podcast or its progenitors a taste of the uncannily casual conversation you can expect. Uh, The topic of the episode was the alien autopsy film, but as you'll hear in a moment, we talked about so much more. Um, If you like what you hear, you can download or stream the entire episode totally free on iTunes or at blurryphotos.org and you can find more fun discussion between the four of us in their 100th episode as well as our 19th, 72nd, and 77th episodes. Uh, We hope you guys enjoy it and we'll see you here again next week. I read a really great uh, short story, a short science fiction story about aliens come to Earth, but they won't reveal themselves. They just live in orbit. They kind of help mankind and they have this rule. They're like, we're going to just sit here for a hundred years and help you. And then in a hundred years, we'll reveal ourselves. But we need you to know that we don't mean you any harm, that we are here to help. And it's going to take us a hundred years to prove that. And so they do, they, they kind of help clean up the atmosphere. They help with disease. They do all this stuff. And then at the big unveiling, they're like, listen, we, we, we monitored you and we realized that there's just this horrible universal coincidence. We look like demons. The way you describe demons, we're all red. We have horns. We have a tail. We have hooves. (laughs) We look like demons. So we couldn't just come off the boat because you guys would lose your minds. We just had to sit here and visit, you know, and like let you know we're here and be nice and helpful and prove our goodwill for a hundred years because otherwise, collectively, you all would have lost your minds because of this weird coincidence that our appearance coincides with this this mythology that you have. And we probably wouldn't think that they were aliens. We probably would think that they were demons coming from the skies. And we're like, oh, we're being attacked from hell and the sky. Exactly. And my only problem with that story is that after a hundred years, people would still be like, demons! Oh, you played a slow, but I know a demon when I see one. Oh, yeah. People I told you you should have believed in Jesus. That's right. So I got a couple what ifs for you guys. Okay. Let's say you 
whether officially, unofficially, by happenstance, whatever the circumstances are, somehow find yourself in the position that you are the de facto ambassador of Earth to aliens. And yeah. you have the opportunity, all, the only thing, you, you don't have the opportunity to talk to them, any of that. You just have the opportunity to share one aspect of culture with them, whether like contemporary, ancient, anything, like one aspect of culture. What is it that you share with the aliens on behalf of the human race? I mean, I, and I, I imagine... Blurry photos. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Our podcast. I mean, I, and I imagine that this would be a popular choice, but just music of any kind? You, you, you don't have a specific? You got to pick something specific. Oh, okay, okay. What music, sir? I, I, I guess I would choose classical music. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. You you don't know which. That's cool. We can leave it at that if you don't have I mean, a specific. Like, like hyper-specifically? I don't know. How about an artist? Beethoven, Mozart, like who? Yeah, I would go with Mozart. Okay. Eine kleine Nacht music, if I had okay. to pick. You see, me, I would try to scare them away by playing them Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> nice. I'm always and, thinking. And thus proving that not only do we have no taste, but we have no respect for copyrighted works by Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Flora? It, it's, it's funny because I would have gone down the same route. I'm, I may have chosen a beef oven, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, what about that? Damn, there's my answer. I, yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I would think that that would... Because that, that's something that might well, be entirely unique. It, it it could be. I mean, to them, it it could be an, a, an assault on whatever they perceive sound with. Right. <laughs> it's cool. So either we rock them or we rock them like a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> That's the song. We, Scorpio. Because uh, the other thing I was thinking is that I guess, it, I mean, it, it, it demonstrates an intrinsic understanding of math. Yeah. What does know? music? Yeah. Hmm. In um, a sense, biology to a certain extent. I mean, depending on how you look at it. Not necessarily an well, understanding, but... But it's, it lets them know what our vocal range is, how we perceive that information, maybe. I don't know. What would you guys give them? <laughs> I would have picked some type of music, too. I'm trying to think what I would. I think I can't come up with a specific answer, but I would want to show them something piano-based. Something with the piano. And I would I still know. honestly go with The Simpsons. I, I would show them Ben Folds. <laughs> there you go. What about like what about Piano Man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, sure. Be it Billy Joel, yeah. Why not yeah. show them it's okay to to get drunk and drive? That's right. So, so we think that music is the universal language, of course, except for or, Craig. Or, or at least Simpsons is the universal language for one me. One thing to give them, I think. I think music would be. Do you think it would be any different if we had one thing that we could be like? Here is a the most human example of math. That counts. And, that would be, and then uh, show them you pie. Yeah. I mean, there's that plate that's on Voyager, which that I, plate is, is a bad idea. I think is, is well, like as a human, I can't make heads or tails of it. When they show like the images that are on that gold plate, I'm like, what is this? How How is an alien supposed to decipher what a human <laughs> is like if a human can't even decipher this <laughs> shit? Yeah, and they they've done uh, different experiments about that. They were there was one where people 
they had encoded some data. They wanted to make it so simple that anyone could do it. And no cryptographer on earth could figure out the format for decoding it. Like, like like that, that is something that blows up in people's face all the time. (laughs) I think that it is a catastrophic mistake to send something out with a map of how to find us. Yeah. And (laughs) And, and granted, (laughs) granted, we're doing it anyway. We're just transmitting radio waves and signals like crazy. You know, it's not like that's the thing that's really going to give us away. But I still think it's reckless. Literally, we are transmitting radio waves. Well, you know, like the was it the Voyager? I don't remember. No research in this podcast, but there was something that was sent out the single object of human culture that was sent out. It was a blues song. I don't remember who it was by, but it was meant to convey the emotion of loneliness. Should alien life find it. And right now it's like some odd million light years away or something. I don't know, but it is the single human object. That's like farthest away from earth. That, yeah, that's, that's definitely Voyager. Cause it is, it is officially outside of our solar system now. <laughs> is beyond any gravitational effect of the sun, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so here's another one for you. Okay. How about the alien contact happens, whether they initiated it or we initiated it or something in between. Irrelevant. It happens. And this is with some alien race, either from uh, like uf- ufology culture or classical lore or sci-fi some type of alien race what alien race is it something that we already are familiar with that fictionally exists or skin job cylons they're so hot who <laughs> skin job cylons who's that you guys Battlestar ever watch Battlestar Galactica. Galactica I don't I'm sorry oh, I saw <laughs> uh, a season of Caprica <laughs> <laughs> wow what a weird choice <laughs> <laughs> So what are they like? They're robots, but they're biological robots. Like if you cut them, they will bleed. Like it's very difficult to tell them apart. I don't they trust just look them. Like humans. I don't trust them. I'm sorry. But they're all really hot. There's so only they're six like versions. Oh, Arnold never mind. Never mind. I totally trust them. Never mind. <laughs> are you saying what? What do we think they'd be like, or what? No. Do we want them. Who to do be you like? prefer? You're given the choice. Oh, like yeah. the magical <clears throat> genie is like, hey guys. You know. The the uh, the Pleiadians or whoever comes in and has sex with you while teaching you physics or whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what's, a pretty good one. What's but that from? Already visiting it's got to be so. like from something like yeah. in sci-fi culture or ufology culture or like mythology. Oh, yeah, cite your oh, example. so n- new age culture doesn't count? No, it does not. Oh, no, is that not. no, no, no? That counts. No. I'm just not familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. What is it though? I'm sorry. Uh, we had we had a, a story in an old episode about the Pleiadians would come to people while they were asleep and teach them about sex and weird stuff. It was it well, was, they would teach them about whatever they wanted to know, but they would do it through sex. Okay, okay. Like the most mind blowing, <laughs> blowing sex that you've ever. It was had. the yeah. It was this really weird like piece of erotic fan fiction that was uh that was supposed to be about alien contact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Like I I guess. No, I I mean the Cylons would would be pretty pretty good looking, but on the other hand, everyone would flip out because they look like humans. So you would want something that doesn't look anything like a human. Uh, I don't. I predator. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I pass on predators. I'm slightly uh, disappointed. Neither of you said Melmacians. <laughs> no love for Melmac. Yeah. You know what? Wookies. 
I'd be pretty happy with Wookiees. <laughs> I would be pretty happy with Wookiees too. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty cool. I uh, well, wait, I want to. What are your answers? I want to hear what you guys think of that. What, what would you? I'm on. I've honestly been sitting here racking my brain, and Melmacians and Wookiees were both answers that I was yeah. juggling in my head. Yeah, I'm sticking but. with Melmacians. I thought for a second when you said juggling, I thought you were going to say juggalos. I was like, no, we don't want those. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't want none of those guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I misheard the question. I but you can was... keep your Fago. You can <laughs> leave that here. I feel like there's something really obvious that I would want that I'm leaving that I'm like not remembering right now. And as soon as we're done recording the podcast, I'll be like, oh, duh. He's thinking oh. of the Borg. Oh, you know what Borg, I think would be cool? Stitches. Stitch. Oh my From god! Lilo and yes. Stitch, hell yeah! Yes, yeah. yes. I'd be pretty pleased with that experiment. I would two six nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I think I'd go with like Wookies or Stitch or you know do like if you picked like biological machines, do like R two units count? I would love my own R two unit. Uh, them's as robots. I mean, you could have sentient robots. You could have like T one thousands. No, I wouldn't love my own T-1000. That's a little too much for me to... That's a, that's a handful. We're Nathan's undecided of- on his own question. <laughs> that's right. I like this. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, I wasn't expecting anybody to ask me that. Well, what was your answer, Craig? Melmachians. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. That's why I said I was disappointed they didn't. I wasn't sure if I was going to get asked. You know, I was, <laughs> I'm like the stepchild. I'm just no. over here just kind of throwing my two cents in every here and there. And, that, and that's it for the cat population. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could get I'm okay that. with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I read a book. There's an author named John Scalzi who I really like. Uh, and he read one of his first books was called Agent to the Stars. And it is about a Hollywood agent who gets contacted by an alien civilization to facilitate their introduction to planet Earth. And he kind of goes through this. He's like, well, and they're they're like they're blocks of like semi transparent like jelly kind of, <laughs> and they they communicate amongst each other with smells, but they can like they can vibrate and produce sound and speak. And that he has this really discussion familiar. with them. It's a it's a cool weird book. Uh, and the the fun thing the thing one of the things I really enjoyed about the book was his discussion. The guy's like, well, why why on earth would you bother a Hollywood agent? He's like, why don't you just go talk to the president? And they're like, well, we, we need to, to appeal to your entire planet. And while your country is one of the larger ones and it, it runs a lot of things internationally, it by no means speaks for the entire planet. So it doesn't really help to talk to your president. And also, your president doesn't even really speak for your entire country. And he's like, well, why wouldn't you go to the UN? And they, and they were like, yeah, we've been observing you. The UN is useless. And ah. so... And they were like, but the one thing that is globally accepted around the world is U.S. entertainment, movie stars, TV shows, music. These are the things that every country, uh, regardless of their ideology, accepts and and is okay with. So we need a Hollywood agent. That's how we do it. And I thought that was a, a weirdly accurate depiction of how how that would look to someone who had had been observing us and trying to, to, to appeal to the entire planet, not just our little corner of it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. 
the, for the same reason we all pretty much chose to send music out to the aliens, except for Craig. <laughs> it was still the arts. <laughs> in, in Craig's version of that book, they contact Matt Groening. Yes, to... <laughs> that's right. And they're like, well, where are the yellow ones with four fingers? <laughs> it almost sounds a little Douglas Adams-esque. Maybe not quite as like irreverent and satirical, yeah. but but it is it is you're absolutely right. There there is like a like everyone is very bored with it, even though it's really mind blowing. That I think Douglas Adams does really well, you know. Where like oh yeah, we're hurtling through space, but I really just want to talk about this sandwich I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books. Wait, were... hold on, hold on. What sandwich was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a grilled cheese with bacon. Dude. I haven't eaten I, all day, man. I had some bacon jerky. Please how don't. Is that? I don't want to get too far off here, but is that good? I see that, and I'm like, huh. Bacon Meh. jerky. <laughs> it's worth trying. I mean, it tastes just like you're eating dry sack bacon. Of, sack of bacon. <laughs> dry bacon. It's chewier than it should be. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, I. I don't know. I like. I don't think it'll be a problem we have to deal with, but I certainly don't think it's a problem we're at this point capable of dealing with. Yeah. What's that? Alien contact? Yeah. Disclosure in general? Well, thank God none of us are the ambassadors. (laughs) I don't know. Could happen. We're we're preeminent um, people in the the media of talking about aliens. We've just established it. (laughs) Here's the episode where Mr. Burns gets shot and bitches (laughs) ain't shit. By Ben Folds. Oh, they're, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna fucking let George Sukalos talk to him. <laughs> His giant alarming hair. Let let him get vaporized. 